Ooh, you still there? Yeah. All right, cool. Got some water and shit. That was good. I got some vodka. So. <laughs> Just don't drink too hard. No, no, don't no, have no. a last time. Listen, I I've learned my lesson, and uh-huh. I also did not. The only reason I pretty much have quit drinking. Um, okay. Part, but, um, hey, but it's, yeah. It's it's because, like I said, the, the medication I'm on. Yep. That's why, that's why it's like it fucks with me. As uh, hard it, as it, it hits 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 twice as hard. I got you. Yeah, it hits twice as hard. Um, and so that's why it, it it you know it just wasn't yeah. pretty. Yeah. Well, I mean, all things in moderation, you know. Yeah, and and basically the reason why I wanted to have a shot was basically just to say, you know, Happy New Year, fuck out, fuck, hey, fuck, fuck, yeah. fuck, fuck twenty twenty, yep. and you know what? Are we, are we live? Well, we, we live we're, now, we're live, right? We're live. We're live. We're live. Oh, yeah, fuck twenty twenty. Yeah, so, uh, yep. And uh, and I'm basically this is my way of giving it a send off and my middle finger. Fucking right. Fucking right. Real, real talk. Real fucking talk. Real talk. Um. Yeah, yeah. So like, let me. <laughs> I got. I like. I I went pretty deep in the research on this one. So there's like a million pages and tabs and things. Um, I want to like pop up on here. Um, but yeah, like uh, give me a second. So like, funny funny ways that like people did like uh kind of their own little like fuck twenty twenty little like home celebrations or whatever you know like i just saw some people like go out um you know and still or like have little i guess maybe not go out but like have have like kind of like parties in their house dress up in their house you know i mean covid is still a thing like uh for for the sign of us but i mean you gotta you gotta celebrate the end of the year in whatever way you can um especially like turning over a new leaf um 2020 was a slog man like <laughs> like it is like yeah, I was part of like I kind of want to start the stream today. Be like, yeah. So that was a, that was a thing. That was a thing that happened. Um, but I mean, you know, it's it's that that one year is done. That one year is in the books. It's over. So um, there's there's a vaccine. You know, that's out now. That that thing didn't exist. Oh, it's uh, out. Twelve months ago. Yeah, people people in the states are already getting vaccinations. There's like at least I think three of the. I think eight vaccines that are out are like already in the States. Um, people are already getting vaccinations. It's not going as like it could, we wish it would go faster, obviously. Cause mm-hmm. like, you know, I'd love to be, you know, going to the beach or, you know, going to the movies or doing normal stuff that, you know, uh, we did before COVID that I kind of missed. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's progress is being made. It's starting to happen. So, I mean, pieces are coming together. Um, you know, we will have the return to normalcy now. I think we're, we're kind of over, over, we still got some, some legs to go left, but we're over the hump. Um, but yeah, so like, uh, what did I see? I saw this really great. I'm i I'm a post it on the little thingy so you can share it. Um, but. Oh, do you actually, do you want to post it into the chat or? Yeah, I'll just post um, it in the chat. That's, that's the easiest way I'm I thinking. Mean, if you can do both, I can like. Maybe there's a way I could um I could bookmark it when I actually post the the podcast. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it's, that's it's asking. Yeah, it's but... pretty all over. So I mean, just just do the the important stuff. But I mean, yeah, it'll be in the the vod. 
But uh, yeah. So like, this is this is one thing that I saw. If you wanna, if you wanna pull that up as uh, someone, someone, someone's twenty twenty send off celebration oh. slash fuck you to twenty twenty. This is amazing. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? The, yeah. This so yeah, is great. For he's gonna throw it up on the video uh, for anybody who's watching the vod, but for like anyone who's like uh, just gonna watch this by audio, uh, basically <laughs> someone like uh, they they went on their I don't know if it was a bicycle or an Uber I can't remember they like did the little GPS uh, uh, track or app Strava a lot of people use it for like the runs. Uh, one of my good friends posted his like run totals for the year. Like totally put me to shame. Ran like a thousand miles this year, and I'm like, "Fuck me!" I ran like maybe that's hard, that's hard work. Twenty. <laughs> I was I was a bitch a little bit, especially when it came to fitness. Twenty twenty. But I mean, you know, you learn you learn about yourself. Um, and I, I learned I gotta get in better shape. That's just facts. Uh, but yeah, so basically they uh they 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 drew a middle finger uh by GPS. <laughs> this. Is hilarious. It, it's actually pretty. It's pretty fucking hilarious. Like, it's four fingers. I'm missing a thumb, but like, hell yeah! Like, they did it like probably right on the the end of uh 2020, and you know, it's a good way to send off that fucking hell of a year, man. Uh, it's been a long year for a lot of us, bro. I felt like felt like two, three years rolled into one. Um, kind of like I mean, you know, there's like the whole like time passes. Faster when you're having fun, well, it passes a hell of a lot slower when you're not. <laughs> yeah, this, like uh, right I, I was when I was listening to. Oh, actually, uh, before I, I finish my sentence, uh, I didn't yeah. have. I didn't actually take my shot yet. I'm gonna. Oh I'm yeah, gonna pull, pull it. I'm gonna pull, I'm gonna pull this up to the the, the chat here. And, How uh, high? Uh, this is uh, for a great year, and uh, you know, hopefully, so better next one year. Next year. Oh, oh hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, uh, Nostrovi. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm a good toast words, but yeah. When you ready, I'm, right, a, I'm, so, a, I'm a clink, clink a fictional guy. Okay, so you want to do yeah, like I, a count off? I, 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 I already, I already took it. But here, I'm gonna clink right. with you anyway. All righty. Yep. Nice. All right, balling. All right, cool. Shots, as 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 the prophet Lil John would say. Everybody. Um, oh wait, wait, wait. But, so, so, like, as yeah. you were saying, is like it's always it's like the longest year, you know, with the the pandemic. It felt, it but, felt like more than one year. It felt like more than one year wrapped into one year. It was crazy. It, it definitely did. And and like I was listening to Max Maximilian talk the yeah. other night, and he was like saying, Max, yep. yeah, he was just saying like how it was the longest year, but it was also the like the fastest year, like slowest and the fastest year at the same time. Like I don't know. It felt like a paradox of a of a year for me like dude like yeah like the like like the the human sense of time is like you know it's 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 subjective in that like it changes with response to stress and like when you're stressed out yeah like shit that actually doesn't take that long can feel longer but at the same time it's also like you know you know i can feel shorter too in weird ways so like yeah it was weird it was i think a lot of people like i mean there were so many crazy things that went on. I think COVID was definitely kind of the overarching, like biggest thing that affected the year on the whole for people. Yeah. Um, just like life changing events, like world changing events. Um, but like, yeah, like it, it, it was, it was, it was such a big destabilization factor. Like it sent a lot of people on different paths and they would have normally taken, um, definitely. through life here. Um, I think everyone had to have their own little personal like journey of kind of 
discovery or self-discovery. Everyone kind of went like, I mean, like, people like like to joke about how classics and like uh fables and fairy tales are like kind of analogs for like human life but like i feel like we were all really kind of on our odyssey this year we were all kind of like man this shit's weird but you know roll with it and try to try to learn something about ourselves um and yeah like i feel like a lot of people like they got like you know for anyone who's like out there that you know had a job at the beginning of the year got unemployed I mean, shit sucks. Our government is trash. Yeah, definitely. Help you. Um, whatever you you did, what you had to do to you know get that bread, get you fed. Um, good on you. I mean, hey, that's resilience. You know what I mean? Like whatever new skill you had to learn to to try to get stuff done. I mean, that's personal growth. Like uh, whatever skill you had that you hadn't used in a while, but you had to get like in touch more with. That's still growth. And like I feel like that's like. If we're going to talk about, like, interesting or good things in 2020, I feel like a lot of it was just kind of making the most of, like, you know, not always so great situation, but, like, a lot of, like, kind of personal growth came from that or getting kind of, like, more in touch with, uh, yeah, like, uh, stuff about yourself you didn't know or stuff about yourself you were kind of ignoring for the normal day-to-day um, or just kind of, like, I mean, I saw that meme that was, like, like people bitching about 2020, and then the pets were all like all chilling in heaven, and like, oh yeah, it was the best year ever. My human stayed home every day, and it was just like, yeah, I mean, shit, like everything is perspective. But I mean, like, I feel like a lot of people got to see their life from other sides. They got different perspectives on their life than they would get in a normal year, for for whatever reason, 2020. And I think like, in, in a way, that's 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 going to be very informative to them for the next chapter of whatever their life is. So. I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm trying to go on, I'm trying to like pull the the big takeaways here from 2020. But like, I mean, do you have anything to add? I, I definitely think this was like a different, definitely a different year than most years for a lot of people. Um, but I think there was definitely some, 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 something to be learned about yeah. themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Um. So I know for me, ev- literally everything changed. Uh, yep. From where I lived to my job, and. Um, yep. You know, and a big part of that was because of like you know, I mean, COVID. I mean, I'm not sure it was all because of COVID, but like that that's a, that's a big changing factor. It, it is like it is a hundred percent because of COVID. Yep. yep. Uh, like if, you know, if it's not a hundred, yep. it's probably like ninety percent. That, that was that was like it was, that was like the causal factor. Like that was the that was the push to get the ball rolling down the hill of change. Yeah, for sure. Um, yep. Um and, and um yep. basically, um, I know that. For me, I would say that that like for my number one thing is that I would say that I'm actually taking care of my mental health like yep. better, better than yep. I ever have, and that's. I like... think that. I think that was the big takeaway from 2020 is a lot of people learned that hey shit like self care mental health care really like important. care is a real thing and if you're yeah. not managing your kind of internal life. Um, like that's that's gonna that's gonna come out in, in bad that's gonna come out in places other where you don't want it to come out so like you like learning to kind of deal with kind of your inner life or your personal life um or like you know just kind of the inner self-care the, the mental care that was that was big in 2020 man like it, yeah. was, it was like like having to tackle hurdles that you don't normally get you're not normally exposed to as much because you're you're too focused on either the the grind of work or the grind of the day to day or the grind or the distraction of like the normal 
Yeah. Um, no, 2020 wasn't a normal year, and the 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 abnormal forced you to focus on on your. I think it forced a lot of people to focus on their inner self. Like I know for me it did um, for a couple other reasons, but like yeah, no, like it, it forced you. It forced a lot of people to have to to start taking care of the things that I think they were neglecting for whatever reason. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of people actually kind of learned some good things about themselves because of it. I'm kind of circling back to the same point I made, but like. Dude, self care, self care, big ups in twenty twenty one. I think that's gonna like a lot of people learned that like there are other aspects of their life they need to start taking care of. Um, there are other parts of their life that they weren't paying attention to that they they have to pay attention to now. Yeah. Um, and they have to do a better job paying attention to now. And I think in the long run, it's gonna it's gonna benefit a lot of people because it builds resilience for the long term. You know what I mean? Like if you can if you can do stuff when it's hard, you can definitely do stuff when it's easy. So yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I would say that also, you know, it's just, it's like, you know, I, I like you had said, you know, self-care and all that. And I, I had always known that, you know, this is something that I needed to do, Yep. but I just never bothered to pull the yep. trigger. And then now that this all had happened, it's like, it's like, I have to hit, you know, you, you got to hit like rock bottom essentially before you can make a change yep. sometimes. And, um, yep. I, would de- I would definitely say like, like now that I'm actually working on things, I'm not saying like I'm completely better or anything like that, oh, but, but I, I mean, it's, it's it, a gr- it, growth mindset. It's a process. Yeah. It, it, it's definitely like, oh, well this isn't as complicated as I thought it would be. You know, it's just, it's just like anything else. It just takes practice. Day to time. Day to time. Yeah. yeah for and, sure. I mean, like, I think that's that's what a lot of people have had to force themselves to learn is like, you know, the the day to day wasn't there to distract them, so they had to they had to start their own personal journeys um, of of growth. And a lot of people learned that, yeah, like I mean, we all have shit we got to work on, and I think a lot of people got more in touch with with that journey. I, I definitely, uh, I definitely. I definitely think like it's somewhat of a blessing in disguise because yeah. I didn't realize how um, like certain aspects of my life were, were toxic until yep. like I was able to step back and, um, you know, just look at everything. Yep. And, and honestly, I think like, um, like there's only so much, there's only a few things that I would actually, you know, move back to where i was living for yeah. um i and... mean yeah it's, it's like some of that stuff i mean it's it's i'm not gonna say that shit was cosmetic but i mean like you know it's it's one of those things where like you can be the richest man in the world uh have all the the material whatever whatever in the world and still not be happy because you're not happy with your inner stuff i mean so like until you're you're actually kind of you know doing doing that 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 inner work yeah, it, like, you know, the rest of it, it, it's not the whole picture. And I think a lot of people, I think that was the, the big story of 2020 is they realized that, like, yo, there's this whole inner world of, like, how I actually feel about shit. And, like, um, and with people having, like, more alone time, more time to, like, just live life out of the day-to-day, they started to, like, actually kind of question, like, yo, like, hmm, maybe, like, this isn't, this isn't, things aren't, weren't going the way I wanted to, them to go. Or maybe like I was ignoring certain like things about my life or certain things my life was trying to tell me. 
Yeah. And like, yeah, it's, it's, I, I, I think this was going to be, I think this is a, like an a odd growth year for a lot of people in a lot of ways, but like ultimately I think a good one, because I mean, again, it's, I'm not going to, I'm not going to frame this as an argument about capitalism, but I feel like a lot of people don't get the time or like, don't sit down and kind of process like, you know, how, like, how was I today? Really? Like they don't, they don't, they don't have those, those self-analysis steps as part of their day. Yeah. Uh, uh, because they just, they, they just kind of just don't have the time or don't consider they have the time. And like, I think 2020 really forced people to be like, no, like there are things about my life that I actually do need to, to right. change because they weren't working any before. And like, if I just ignore them, you know, what am I doing? Is it like, is there, am I really helping myself for the future? Yeah, and and I could say that like I, as somebody who um, like I personally have, you know, I've exercised for a long time, and it's been a big part of my life, and so is like dieting and everything like that. And I can say that like the mental game is a completely different subject, and um, you know, uh, I would say that the two biggest things the two biggest skills that i learned and worked on are like one are like positive affirmations Dude, that like, thing was that like like i almost can you like describe like i know we've talked about it before in person but can you describe like what a positive affirmation is and what kind of like what it does for you because like i thought like personally when i heard you describe it i'm like yo that's something i should do in my daily routine because like it's so I feel helpful like, yeah dude like i feel like it gives you kind of like a mission statement for your day um, or more even just an omission statement. I feel like it's like, I mean, I'll, I'll let you describe it, but like, it's, it's a way to really frame thinking around positivity. Yeah. Um, and kind of like, you know, kind of, kind of like checkmate out the, the negative thinking before it even kind of starts, starts fucking with your day. But like, I'll, I'll let you describe it, but like real talk, I mean, like it's, it's a solid strategy. So like, uh, like explain that. Yeah. So, so essentially like, from what I had learned about positive affirmations is that, um, so you, whether or not, like for me, I, no matter what happens, I have a inner dialogue that happens when I'm doing things subconsciously, consciously. And what you find is that some people have a negative dialogue that, that happens when like you know like yeah maybe you think about like an argument you had with somebody a few years ago and you're like man yeah i really don't like that person or something like that and you know usually those things are tied to like um you know insecurities or you know um you know shortcomings or whatever it may be and um so like uh, let's say um like, okay, so a big one for me is, like, I still care too much about what people think. Yep. And, I, and I didn't realize that that was a big a problem for me. Um, so, because, you know, I was, like, I was, people were telling me things, and I was like, oh, yeah, you know, like, like no, I'm not. Yes, I, yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you You know what I mean? It's like, it's, there's no point in actually arguing with somebody about, like, yeah, what yeah, they yeah. think. And yeah, so, I mean, especially when it refers to like you. In most cases, it's like, yo, I don't, I don't care what your opinion is of me. Like, I'm, I'm gonna do me like I always do. Is what you should say to yourself. Right. But I mean, sometimes like that's that's not what happens. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, so like that. That's that's the thing is. Um, so the positive affirmation comes in at this point where I will sort of like backtrack 
into like things that people had said and what I had said at that and like how I'm right or how they're wrong or whatever. And then, so basically what I do is I, I stop myself from this thought pattern by saying things like, um, so one, the big thing for me is like, I could care what people think, but that's a waste of time. And so like any time that I find myself going down that same thought pattern or like, you know, going through that same conversation, I'm like, I could care what people think, but that's a waste of time. That's a waste of time. That's a waste of time. I could care what people think. And I just keep saying it over and over and over again until I stop. Like, uh, you know, like I might say it seven times or, you know, however many times. And then I'll, you know, I'll keep doing whatever it is that I'm doing at work usually is when I think about it. And then, you know, if it pops up in my head again and I catch it, then I'm like, I could care what people think, but that's a waste of time. You know what I mean? So, so it's a trigger. So any sort of like, any sort of like shortcoming, like maybe you're not doing the work, you, you know, you, you want to do, it, it could be like, um, I know. Or when you start like, getting ne- rather than like starting to get negative and like hating on yourself, you know, you just be like, oh, well, maybe I'll uh, do it later. You could say, well, I could do it later, but I know this is better for me. And then yeah. like, you know, you can, so that's how you sort of just build affirmations and like, I write them all down. So like any, and you know, I, every day for a while I would go through and I would read the entire list and I would just, you know, read it. And I and then I would read it again, and then I'd read it like the until like I sort of like have that defense mechanism, like it becomes subconscious dialogue. So you don't yeah. have to you don't have to think about it as much unless you know the big ones like for me caring what people think, and um you know and I would say like as soon as I stopped caring what people thought, um it really opened up a uh really opened up like a whole new perspective to why like there were certain negative things in my life or um otherwise uh you know and i let i let other people people's thoughts bother me for far too long um when yeah i mean the idea is really just kind of like uh to try to kind of curtail negative thinking before it becomes kind of like not not even just a negative behavior but like before it actually becomes like a negative action it like affects you know the 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 good work you are trying to do you know what i mean yeah and and i I kind of find that like for me at least if i'm irritable like most of the time it's because i'm having those subconscious negative thoughts that i'm not i'm not keeping under wraps where like i'm like why am i always in such a bad mood and it's like well you know why am i always so anxious and it's like well it's because you're thinking about you're overthinking things you're you're thinking about all of these bad things and and you're letting that that say like you're letting your inner dialogue decide your negative inner dialogue decide who you are as a person Um, so i would say like that and also uh guided meditation uh, being the other thing that, uh, really helped me. Um, and it's surprisingly effective. Um, and I, I subscribe to an app and I think it's like, I have a year subscription or something like that. And, yeah. uh, um, like calm or like one of those. It's, uh, it's, Met- it's Metatopia is what I'm Metatopia. using. Yeah. 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 And, and so Metatopia is uh, a really solid app. And what I do is like, I will go to work and like maybe i'm like on my break or something and i'll take 10 to 15 minutes and i'll just meditate and it basically just like for a little while it'll change the path of like how your day is going oh yeah no that's that's i mean yeah i mean 
so, so that, that sounds that sounds dope because I mean, again, sometimes a lot of it is like you know, you just have to change your mindset, you kind of change your energy flow, and like you know, shit, shit works out better for like the rest of the day. Like when you, that's kind of the 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 trap of kind of getting locked in a negative mindset is that like you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't allow you to to act as freely as you need to to kind of to kind of get stuff done. It's 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 more of it's more of a hindrance than a help. Yeah, and and I also think it's a big problem that um, uh, people are very cavalier about how um, you know, like how you should handle your problems. They're like, well, you yeah, know. yeah, no, I, I, I hundred so like, I mean, not to yeah, go ahead. Well, always kind of like, I'm like, you start talking, and I'm like, oh yeah, but the, um, but no, like a hundred percent, it's like one of those things where like I I totally agree, and more of that like I, kind of the one of the bigger points I wanted to make is that like. We just not even just as a country, but I think as a society, like if I'm, I'm not saying it's global, but like we just don't have good, not not even just self help, but like we don't have good uh, positive reinforcement for like developmental journeys, and like some of that's like emotional, some of that's like mental health, some of that's all the stuff like that. But like we're a lot quicker to to harm than to help and like a lot of sometimes it's just like yo people just need like a pat on the back and be like hey man if you're not if it's not working out today it'll work out tomorrow right. like sometimes that's, yeah. that's all people need and like i'm not saying that's not all we need as a society like we need definitely more mental health care better self-help care a lot of different more cares than we do and like i mean as i said i hope in the future we kind of move to that more empathetic society because sometimes like your homie just needs a pat on the back and be like hey bro like you today but you'll get it tomorrow and like they get it tomorrow because sometimes like you know like getting better at something is a journey um sometimes living life is a journey and you know i mean it's one of those things where like you know we're, we're not really too receptive of kind of the 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 constraints of the real world and that people are people not machines yeah um, but I, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And and like I, I think like the big thing that I figured out is is that um like everyone has to figure out their own language and like some some parents, you know, like they're a bit older, they teach their kids that language, you know, whatever it is, like the like how to you know how to deal with mental problems some parents do that and and usually those kids, you know, they're probably a little bit more successful than, you know, the people that don't. And, um, and so basically, um, what I figured was like, it's like when they say, well, you know, just don't do that. That doesn't help anybody because they haven't figured out their own way to trick themselves into, yeah, it's, 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 it's it's your language. It's, it's like how you, like, it's not just your language period. It's, it's literally your individual. Yeah. It's like how, like, if if I kind of want to go like, like my it's like how you kind of communicate with your subconscious or yourself and stuff like that and how like how you can kind of reframe how you do stuff um and yeah i mean that's that's i I still i still think kind of as a society we're still trying we're still learning that that's a that's a that's a as that's a that's a that's a conversation that needs to happen for for humans to actually just be successful in, in anything is like you know sometimes they hit a wall but it's like how we can teach them to kind of talk themselves around it or through it or over it. Um, 
um, or yeah. how, how he teaches himself to grow around it. That that's 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 the real that's the secret sauce. Um, and yeah, sure. we're, we're still I think we're still kind of learning that as a as a civilization. Um, yeah, and and um, like um, how do I put it? Um, it's like to to people who are a bit older, typically, it's like, well, you know, these things are uh, they're they're like no brainers. But again, it's it's like oh, yeah. that, that's where the that's where sorry, the miscommunication. No, okay. that, sorry, that's where like I feel like a lot of miscommunication and like um like a lot of people being resentful towards other people comes in because one a lot of times you know people you know some people will teach their kids or you know their to their other siblings that you know it's okay like if somebody's not doing well. You know, you just lean on them because it's more fun than, you know, telling them, you know, eventually in their opinion, it's like, oh, well, they'll figure it out instead of, you know, actually, maybe they don't realize how to teach people the right way. Yeah, no, like, as I said, it's, um, I mean, if you want to work from the kind of the, the kind of like social theory of that, like, you know, humans helping other humans is the way things get done, which I think is, is a pretty, pretty good generalist theory. I mean, like, everyone kind of, uh, like, teaching someone to, to like, to to learn something for themselves is still kind of an unsolved problem. I mean, like, we yeah, have a lot of yeah. ideas of how, we have a lot of ideas of the theory, but, like, you can't really teach someone easily how to kind of navigate their own kind of mind or body or soul. I mean, like, that's something that they have to kind of figure out for themselves, but you can't just, like, you can't just be like, well, figure it out, bro. It's like, well, okay. Like, you know, I mean, that's why, like, you have kind of the myths of, like, the fucking, uh, like, Chinese sensei giving, like, really cryptic, you know, uh, like, fortune cookie, like, riddles. And it's like, the person who's like, well, what's that supposed to mean? And it's just like, you'll know when you're ready. And it's like, well, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Like, you have to build it for yourself. But, I mean, like, they're... Yeah. Like, there are ways to kind of encourage people to do that rather than to kind of drag them down. Um, and, you know, like, I mean, it's, you know, if we want to talk about kind of like educational theory of like, I can't remember if it's like operant conditioning, but like kind of like positive reinforcement versus negative reinforcement. Yeah. I mean, I'm generally on the side that like there's there's a good middle road in there For um, sure. uh, to teach someone to like teach themselves. And like positive reinforcement is generally kind of the, the side that I err on. Um, but like, there's just like, again, like it's one of those things where like, again, there's, there's a language, just kind of like an intercommunicative language there that like, oh, we're just learning how to speak and like trying to teach someone to learn something for themselves. Um, yeah. and hopefully we get better at it as a society, but like, yeah, no, like, I, I feel like we're, we're not there yet. I think we're getting better about it. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things where like, you know, humans helping humans, like. The, the theory hasn't all been hasn't all been kind of written down yet and it's still it's still very much a work in progress yeah and it's like it, of course you know it's it, you know there's that the fact that like you know it's only until you decide to take the take the advice or you realize how you know pe what people have been telling you is right however you do that you know that's that's only when you can sort of you know, find yeah. your own way. But um, yeah, totally. And and I think that for me, 2020 has just been a whole lot of like, well, fix your mental health problems. And, you know, I hey, hey, you like, know, how do I do, how do I do that? It's, it's like it's like asking someone to like 
learn how to like I'm not gonna say it's like asking someone to like learn how to count when they've barely learned like one to ten, but I mean it's it's a similar struggle where it's like yeah you're asking someone to draw a perfect circle where they just learned how to draw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, like I can throw I can throw darts at a dartboard, um, uh, but I mean that doesn't mean I'm gonna actually like win the game. I mean it's just one of those things totally. where like they're they're like they're. Like learning the language of kind of kind of the inner life or that in, interior tool set um, to be emotionally resilient or mentally resilient or to deal with the very real impediences that some people find in, in kind of their mental health is is still a very kind of like you got it's still a very kind of like touch and go learn by experimentation thing you know what I mean like so, a solution that works for some people might not always work for everyone. Um, and, you know, trying to learn kind of a, a robust way to be, to be well-adjusted, uh, which, you know, is supposedly a thing. I mean, it is like, I mean, again, it's, it's one of those things, but like learning to be kind of emotionally competent to yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, those are the, it's not, it's not something that's hundred percent really taught yet. Um, especially for people that have like, I, I guess are neurodivergent or have, you know, different than normal mental health um so like yeah it's, it's it's one of those things that like we're still kind of figuring out and uh i well, hope we get better at it but i feel like 2020 really taught people that like again it's it's an area that needs to be worked on so yeah and and you know i think it's it's also kind of sad when you you kind of realize that there are people in your life that actually want you to be in that position uh what do you mean know, like uh like for some people growing up uh in a family uh family members want to have somebody that they can push push around so yeah no it's 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 weird like i i think we we come from a weird thing. well we come like in my mind we come from this kind of like the the kids of modern america are the actually adults now but like you know uh, i feel like you know growth is a journey so like you know even though we're 30 you know sometimes you still feel like a kid it's like yeah, yeah. um and you know i mean you know it, i think emotional maturity kind of becomes a, a soup after 16 where like some people are you know making progress like different every people like different progress at different speeds the easiest way to say it yeah um uh, but uh or depending on kind of what what emotional stimulus or things that happen to them is uh but like yeah. I, I feel like we it's come trauma. from an we come from an area of like the 50s where it was just like just get it done rub some like, dirt on how it. it's done. <laughs> like we should get it done it's like a very masculine kind of aggressive like no you just do it it's super like, ineffective you know, you know, ask questions, you just do it and it's like whatever whatever it costs you mentally emotionally you just deal like you just deal with it like um and you know and i feel like that came out with a lot of negative outcomes because like you had a lot of parents in for that generation that like had really terrible shitty things happen to them and the just deal with it is like okay well i have no idea how to deal with it so i'm gonna repress it and you know what happens when you repress emotions they come out in other places oh god um, yeah. sometimes in raising your kids which is like even worse because it's like well great you're just passing along that generational trauma yeah then, oh. th then there's that like old school mentality of like well if you're not learning this well then we're gonna beat it into you and then yep. it's like and there's still yep. a lot of that that exists and um at least in my experience and uh you know it's just sort of like 
You know, yep. if we had one conversation, yep. that would fix everything. Instead, yeah, no, I 100% agree. And, like, I, I feel like that's that's one of those things where, like, it, pe- people are starting to learn. It's just like, well, like, you can't just beat everything into someone to learn it. <laughs> that's That's not... That's not a stable, that's not a stable method to to teach them. It's just like you, no one really un, like learns something until they understand something. Exactly. Um, yeah. Like, the, the beat it into the method isn't not an understanding method. It's a it's it's kind of teaching by fear, not by understanding. Whereas right. when you teach understanding, they're like, oh, okay, we get it. And it, it's like it and like that that like that that next second level logic kind of wasn't there. Yeah, um, and it's just like it, well, yeah. It's just sort of like I don't know how to teach this, and I'm mad. So, yep. I'm I'm gonna show you. And like I have ne- like I asked somebody. I was like, I asked this dude who is like 60 years old, and I was like, okay, ha- how many? Okay, so how many times has somebody like ever hit you, and like you learned like a serious valuable lesson yep. from from like an adult in your life yep. as a kid. Yep. Like, yep. like other than like, oh, they're an asshole, and you know, be afraid of them. I think I, I can't remember where I saw this quote. It was an amazing quote, and I, I, I'm kind of sad about my terrible memory about it. But like, um, it basically was like, fear is an incomplete tutor. Like, it, it can teach the, yeah. it can teach some concepts, but like, it doesn't actually teach the whole concept. It just gives you kind of an indicator, but it's not it's not the truth. It's, it's, it's like, it teaches, it teaches overcorrection more than it teaches an actual idea. Right. And, um, and like, okay. So I think the phrase is, uh, well, at least the phrase that I've heard is like, there's a lot of wisdom in pain. And like, I've never, like, I don't really, I've, I've heard a lot of people say that and I still don't believe it. Like I, no, no, a hundred, hundred percent. I think that's the dumbest thing ever. Like, yeah, I think stupid. you can, you can learn, but like, you're it's like learning is so much more deep than just having an idea of something like actually understanding something yeah. is so much more complicated than just like ouch this hurts don't do this like no there's like i mean that's like the first time like up like if you want to go like really primitive like imagine like you're the first caveman and you got burned by fire and it's like well like a, the, a normal caveman would just say well fuck i'm just never going to use fire again it's like no like okay. you need to learn when it's good when it's bad like it's so much deeper than that yeah and like that's kind of it, that whole thing about how fear and pain are kind of like i mean they're bad teachers because they don't actually teach they just kind of they give you kind of an immediate instinct but they don't actually teach you concepts they don't teach, gotta... you, they don't teach you creativity they don't teach you like well, now that we've seen past the fear, like, as I said, like, I, I think that the first thing about, like, a fear is getting over it, because, yeah. like, once you get over it, you can actually learn. And, like, as I said, like, teaching through fear is kind of a terrible method that way, because, totally. again, no one really learns. Yeah. Not, 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 not the deeper truth, not the, not the, the higher instinct. But, I mean, like, again, you know, educational philosophy is still coming a long way and will still come a long way i think that's that's a very kind of new concept um i like it's one of those it's one of those funny things it's like when you grow up in like our generation like you learn about all these like really good ideas about kind of like oh yeah like educational theory should work like this or like um things should work like this and it's like it's stuff that's not explicitly stated but it sounds like good ideas and then you become an adult and you have like no real reference frame for that like idea 
but like you want to go back and like revisit it but like it's just oh like what was that called like i feel like like elementary school middle school were all like the the hall of like you learn a lot of great concepts but they're not like well described enough for you to tell them to other people like theory then, you mean yeah and then you're an adult and it's like you're just like i have vague ideas of like the education things that i think were good um because you, you try to hold on to the things that like you thought were good ideas when you heard you're a kid but it's like unless you kind of work in academia and you really drill down and try to find like this yeah. is this, this is this and like you know concepts by their actual name um it's hard to relate them and like i totally feel like that's kind of the way with like uh just teaching education like i remember learning the the different like there's like a bunch of different education types. There's like visual learners and oh, yeah, like the, 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 the different learners. Like, stuff like there's that. like a bunch of different yeah. education types. And then like I think another five ten years down the road, I'm like that's an outdated theory. And I'm like well, it seemed like a really good theory to me. Like I don't know why that's an outdated theory. Right. Because uh, like I know a lot of people like I I like to learn through. I'm one of those people that tries to learn through like experiment and visual and audio. Um, but some people are people who can learn through reading. And to me, they're the big geniuses because I'm like, I can read it, but that doesn't mean I won't, I won't actually get it until I try it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm like, very much like the same way. Like, I have to be able to try something and then I have to be able to tweak it. And I got to be able to like, you know, that's why, like, I, obviously most people are visual learners. And, and so that's why it's like, yeah, like you said, like, I'm the same way. Like, I, I have to be able to like people can say like, oh, this combo in whatever Street Fighter works. But I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, but does it really yeah, <laughs> and I have to run it through in your head and like and to actually kind of feel it. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you're kind of an intuitive kind of learner, like if if you're someone who learns by like feel, I should say, then like yeah, it's it's one of those things where like different people learn concepts differently and kind of examine concepts differently. And like, I feel like there's there's a there's a big amount of truth to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm a big. I'm like I'm really big on like everything I do. Like when I, at least when I was teaching jujitsu, like I mm. would never, I would never try to teach, I would teach people how to do things, but then I would try to teach them how to figure out how to feel whatever it is that they're, you know, um, yep. like how they're doing it. Because whether like you have the confidence to do something or not do something, you have to have a feel for it. Like that's yep. where, and, and, um, you know, of course you, you want to do something and, and you don't want people to think, so you want them to feel. Uh, so, like, you think at first, and then you feel. Um, and then uh, that's kind of how, uh, you know, what you're aiming for. But, um, yeah, totally. And and then, you know, there's there's the other thing is, like, the older I get, the more it's like, yeah, man, talk, like, as much as I hate to sound cliche, but, you know, toxic masculinity is, like, definitely a problem. Uh, big, big problem. And, big problem. Uh, and especially... <laughs> yeah especially in my experience for someone who like comes from like a sports background where it's like, you know, it's like, it's literally like you have to be a certain way X or Y, or you're like, you're not a man essentially. And that's well, yeah, like, it's, 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 to me, it's insane too, because I mean, like, you know, like if, if like, I feel like, like toxic masculinity as, as I mean, can, it can be described a million ways, but like one of the, the big, uh, fundamental problems with it that's still complained about from a lot of guys today um because that's kind of taught as the theory of sociology and how how men should act not should men should be is that like you don't get to express your emotions nor do you get to have outlets for your emotions really 
uh, be them creative, negative, whatever, um, like good ones. Um, yeah, yeah, but like, there's no real good. There's no good quality control for for work processing negative emotions. Quality um, control. Yeah, there, yeah. There's 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 no real good like outlet. It's not even just outlet for negative emotions. There's no like good. They they don't it doesn't provide people tools to process a lot of those negative emotions. So like a lot of people just end up with kind of the the old tried and true bottling strategy, and like that never works because again like when you try to bottle something that you know wasn't meant to be bottled, it constantly spills out in other places where it wasn't meant to or doesn't need to be. Yeah, totally. and it, it becomes a problem in other areas because you're carrying around all this negativity that's just like it. it you know, it, it, it just it leads to bad outcomes where bad outcomes weren't necessary because right. outlets weren't provided there to, to process, you know, emotions. Yeah, you, know you, what I mean? you didn't get the tools. It, it, and I would say like as a as like a hundred percent type thing is like I would say that a lot of my like a lot of my therapy, like things that I work on is like sort of like managing like oh well you can't just bottle every because that was what i was taught i was just taught like well did you're, you're a man you don't don't handle your issues and it's like or no don't yeah don't don't handle your emotions bury that bury that shit deep bury that shit deep. and man did that did that that burn a hole in my stomach it does. Um, it, i mean it leads it leads to burnout it leads to like negative thinking it leads to negative outcomes like it was like to me like if if it were in a sane world, like in a world where like sports performance was actually thought of and taught, or like any time, like it's it, because like at a certain point it becomes it becomes a negative more than it is a positive. You know what I mean? Like there's there's, there's like I remember back in like middle school, uh, where we're learning like theories of stress, and it's like there's there's like you stress, there's good stress, and there's like bad stress, and like at a certain point of be it just turns into bad stress, and like you're not competing or performing or any of the things you're trying to do well because that negative is there and like as like because one of the key tenets of, of toxic masculinity is that like processing emotions isn't taught it becomes kind of like a self-feedback problem where it only kind of increases over time so it's like well now no one's getting better at stuff you know what i mean like a lot of times people hit walls in sports it's like walls of uh, like the like one of the first walls you hit is like the wall of like your own mind and just being like you know a, yeah. just a toxic person to yourself, um, and like that's that's a big hurdle to to hit, and it's 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 one that honestly I don't know why it isn't taught around because it's just like hey man like sometimes like I'm not saying there's a simple fix, but like learning to kind of kind of fig- like forgive yourself or like process through emotions of like why well, I didn't get it right the first time, like that that should be like one of the, f- the foundational things you learn in in any performance psychology. But like again, you know, there's old style thinking of how things should be done versus new style thinking, and it for it, for the worst reasons, it takes new style thinking the longest time to catch on. So, so like, um, it there's this, uh, okay, in 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 jujitsu, yeah. okay, there's this this thing called the guard. I don't know if you're familiar with the guard, oh. the term the guard. So. Basically, it's where you uh, wrap your legs around somebody. So, like, the idea of this, like, I don't know if you can see this on stream or whatever, but um, basically the idea is that you wrap your legs around the person's waist so they can't mount you and punch you, right? 
So I actually used to like I I'm not gonna name names, but there's this older like six year old dude who refused to do that because it was like he th- he saw it as unmanly. Uh, yeah. And it's just like, and that's, that, yeah. that's, that's literally half, it's half of jujitsu, man. It's, uh, yep. it's kind of, it's a little, it, it's like, okay, so what you're telling me is that if you, if, if like you're fighting like an over 200 pound guy and he knocks you down, you're not going to be, you're not going to defend yourself because it, you know. And uh, I mean, yeah, that just, that just smacks of like, when, when you're, when you're that insecure, like, I mean, they're just smacks of insecurity. I mean, like, again, like, that's probably not what he meant it, but I mean, like, at, at his his quote-unquote masculinity becomes a hindrance more than it as a help at that point, right? Exactly, that's yeah. Well past it. Um. So, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like, I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, like, like, is, is dude just so not comfortable in his own skin that, like, you know, it's like that's how that problem arised, or like, you know, I mean, I like obviously, like, I can't psychoanalyze this dude, I don't know him, but I mean, like, there's just so many like problems of just his like own oh, applied, yeah, in that it, it's actually hurting him more than it's helping him, you know what I mean? Exactly, and it's just, um, it, it just kind of got to the point where it's like, okay, well, like, okay, bro, like, you're missing I, the whole point I, of the exercise. I, I hope you know the older you get the harder it is to overpower people so you know at some point you might have to be on your back you know in a, in a fight and it's just like well you know you just, just yeah you could, you could learn the you could learn the technique or you could waste time but it's like yeah, yeah exactly because i'm like i'm still i'm and I, I still watch this guy get like bodied by people who are like yeah. a lot less experienced than he is just because of this and it's like all right. Well, you you clearly so, like, are missing I, I the point. That is like you know, it's it's one of those things where like the older you get, you know. So one of one of the things about being young, so this is kind of another outside point. But like one of the things I've noticed about being younger, especially being like in school age, like at least up through middle school, maybe high school, is that like you're 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 more likely to get pushed back on your ideas, um, oh, totally. especially your bad ideas, because you know you have bad ideas, and at that age, you know people will call you on it because you know that's a thing. Um, you know, it's it's an educational kind of mindset. It's an educational atmosphere. But I mean, like the older you get, especially in like U.S. culture, and I, this isn't just like a toxic masculinity culture. I think this is just a kind Cultural. of a pride a pride culture. Is that like the older you get, the less you want to be called out on your bad ideas. Oh, totally. Even really bad ideas. Like I see, so like, so like, uh, like one of the things about like 2020 I've noticed, and like just kind of general political divisiveness, is like you just have people like, especially like on Facebook, is that like you hold that like you interacted with, became friends with, became Facebook friends with, kept in contact with, uh, that were rational logical thinkers at least you when you thought when you met them yeah but like some of the stuff you see them posting on facebook is just like full of basic logic errors and you're just like bro what's going on how are you making these logical errors they're so simple and like to you they're so simple and trivial um but it's like when you're like it it, was one of those things like when you're an adult you're not used to being checked on stuff like that 
Um, and even further, like depending on kind of your level of you know awareness, a pride, but it's like you like when someone calls you on something that they think is BS. Like I've seen so many people double down on things that are just like, no, that's silly, man. Like, why are you doubling down on this silly thing? And it's just like, yeah, like I, no one tells me what to do. I do what I want to do, and it's just like it doesn't stop you from being wrong. Like. <laughs> Like, we don't, like, as much as people want to joke we live in a post-truth era, it's just, like, you can lie to me as many times as you want, but, like, some shit is easily factually verified, and, like, a lot of times you're just wrong, and you telling me to my face that you're not wrong doesn't change the facts. Totally. Um, and even stuff that's, like, kind of sketchy, it's just, like, well, let's think about this logically. No, you're probably wrong, bro. Like, what, like where are you going with this? It's, like... And it, like it's it's, it's, it's dude it's it, it's my it's so like as I said like I, I really feel like one of the great I'm not gonna say one of the great like missteps but like one of the great like unstudied fields are in that should have become more to the forefront so people could actually understand like what happened with like the whole 2016 campaign <laughs> like a literal oh boy getting elected shit like that it's just like. Like just kind of theories it's, of like mass communication, and it's just like so how, it's, how how if you say something a million times, like some people will start believing it, whether or not it's true or not. Yeah, because like, they just hear it, and it's like it just subconsciously gets in there, and it's one of those things where like people's kind of like self, you know, like people are malleable, like people's ideas of things are malleable, and like if you hear someone like tell you that like the moon is green. 30 million times then at a certain point you're gonna start believing the moon is green without like you really fight to push back on that and like i feel like a lot of that happened like even in fucking 2020 with the fucking election and shit and like not even just that but like with uh like dude so like the dumbest thing for me it was like hearing trump say that like he was like oh yeah like i've done more for the black community than any president ever and it's just like what? There's <laughs> just like even Abraham Lincoln. He was like, okay, maybe not Lincoln. It's like, well, what about the guy who did the the Civil Rights Act? It's like, oh yeah, no, more than him. It's like, what? No, oh huh? my god! Like just, just he just he just, just starts saying bullshit easily, easily counterfeit. He's, he's not being checked. Yeah, and it's like how like and how was the news media this bad at checking? And it's like, okay, yeah, I realize the media is trash, and like or it's not even just media is trash, it's that like. They're bad at they're bad at calling the truth out, even though they sh- that's ostensibly should be their job. And it's like, yeah, maybe they don't want to lose like they don't want to lose interviews or shit. But it's like, bro, this, this man is clearly bullshitting. But like, people that like don't know enough about history are gonna start believing it. And like, that's what a lot of people did. Like, I saw them interviewing like some black people out there, and it's like, man, Trump Trump's done more than any other president ever. And it's like, wait, you really believe that? And it's like, yeah. Fuck, man! Like, your your history teacher has done you wrong. Like, I mean, more than just that, but like, fuck. Let me like, you can't do like the fact that like people can just be allowed to say stuff and not be checked immediately is is, is definitely a huge problem in our body media. Because like, if anyone's gonna gonna keep the truth or speak the truth of of history and fact in between fiction, like the media should be the vanguard of that. That's their journalistic responsibility. Whether or not they live up to it, different oh, God, story. No. Yeah, and, and that, I just, that should be that should ostensibly be their job, but it's just like, I've dude, I've like this 
I've heard some dumb stuff. I've heard like this past year, I've heard some dumb stuff, and it's like I know adults don't like being told what to do. Like I saw a lot of that with the anti-mask shit, and it's just like, well, you do realize. This oh is yeah, insane. yeah, like, yeah. I'm young. I'll, I'll be fine. It's got a, it's got a high survival rate, and it's just like, yeah, but not everyone is gonna be fine. So if if not doing it for you because you're an idiot, do it for other people. But and, no, we couldn't. Even, we couldn't even move the needle on that. And it's just like it, it. It's more than that. Like there, there were people their age that died of COVID. Like. A lot of people don't understand with how diseases work. Like, if yes, you get a high yeah. exposure to any disease, you're dead. Like, it's 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 disease is like a statistical growth rate equation. Like, if you get a high enough original exposure to like even something that's survivable, you're dead because it's just going to replicate faster than your body can deal with it. Like, it's it's one of those things where like people are looking at numbers in, in a vacuum, thinking they understand them when it's like no you that's not how this works like it's like reading a title of a of an article without actually reading what it's about it's, it's even worse than that because people have like misconceptions about like uh, how like statistics kind of work in like oh my god like i've seen people this year i've seen people that have like master's level degrees make just insanely bad statistical like just misconceptions and it's just like uh, bro clearly we don't teach this well enough in school i get that but it's like just there, there are things that like you would think like if we had a, a, like a, a rational intellectual community that wanted to speak truth to power and like of course i'm making a thing up because that like that's i'm just i'm just saying like i'm literally saying in a perfect world smart enough people would call out people on their bs and it's like well no we don't live in a perfect world there's a million other hurdles between that but it's like if if you're if you're clearly recognizing that some like there, there's been an intellectual failure along this line somewhere and that like it's gotten this bad in this country it's just like man like this is a problem that like oh boy this is gonna like i like i i'm not saying i don't like this this is going to be an ongoing problem that's <laughs> what i'm saying it, it, it definitely is and like i met somebody who like they didn't know that like uh anxiety and depression were like mental illness yeah. and like and you know it's just it's just like little little simple things like that or that um that's it, it, one of the other things it's like uh, people don't understand that like the human mind is squishy man it doesn't always work it's not a perfectly engineered tool um just how people have like defects in their eyes where their eyes don't see right or they need glasses some people have brains that don't work the same way that the average brain works and like hey man you like have like if, if you know anything about the brain under stress you can break a normal brain just by stressing it out like yeah totally any other stuff about on um, like uh Water what, yeah, like waterboarding, like or not even waterboarding, but like what the U.S. does to like simulate torture, even though it is torture by the U.N. definitions. But yeah, like totally. depriving people of sleep for like more than forty-eight hours, that'll fuck your shit up. In fact, like, like this is a meme, but like the Guinness Book of World Records took sleep deprivation off of uh, the allowed list of categories you can go for. Why? Because it's so been shown to destroy your brain. Like it. Yeah. Not sleeping literally destroys your brain. Like if you want, if you want an example of animals, like one of the quickest way they've killed like mammals, like rats, just don't let them sleep for like I think a week. I can't remember what specific study, and they're yeah. dead. And, and, like, 
it's, it's a very easy way to kill something because the brain the brain needs sleep. Like it, it literally can't function without it. Why do you think everything sleeps? Like yeah. every, every every animal you know sleeps at some point. Like it's it's that important. But yeah, you know, and, and, and like around and find out. Yeah, and and I could I could say for me personally, like when I was in a bad spot, you know, before I'm I you know I I moved and everything like that. Um, that I I don't think I was getting nearly enough sleep, and like I was like working two jobs, constantly stressed, and it's like, well, no wonder why I was in such a toxic environment, and you know, and everything like that. It's because you don't have the you don't have the um the ability to fight. Or like you know, you think right when yeah, you know when you're, you're when you're tired. Oh yeah, all your emotions are like just different. Like it, they're they're I, I would say almost they're magnified, especially oh, yeah. your your negative emotions when you're when you're underslept because you're just running on adrenaline and, and the emotions that will keep you awake. Yeah, no, it's 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 a it's a it's a bad cocktail. And, um, and, and you know, like I I think like. To a certain extent, like the the older generations giving advice on certain things, like when they are right, uh, yeah. but but at the same time, it's like I don't think people remember what it was like to not know something. Yeah, you know? no, or like and that's what I'm saying, and it's it's like it's it's weird because like to they me, perspective, like a lot of them still don't know, but they've become more sure of themselves with age, even though that that surety isn't exactly warranted as is it like, it's kind of the thing about like you know like the older you get the less pushback you get and like you get kind of your own like i'm not gonna call it survivorship bias but it's like you know like you you become i think a lot of jaded in your your it's, own assumption yeah, of totally. correctness yeah, it's um, like confirmation bias. Correct, and then like you could be telling someone wrong information um but because you think you're correct you just be like you just throwing it out there um and you know the kind of that that care for actually being correct is gone um or your yeah. whole life somebody told yeah. you something was right that was like an influential person and you're uh, like yeah that, that ooh, that's that's the double mind fuck because then they're like some people's like i'm not gonna say their whole world view has to change but like when you, you you kind of like i mean don't base your ideas on you know don't base your idea about yourself on things that can change right but like it's it's one of those things they're like yeah like sometimes someone finds out they're wrong about something that they thought they thought of, they thought this way about their whole life and then they're just like what the fuck my whole life is a lie and it's like no you just didn't understand that thing bro like i mean yeah bro we're like we're, we're humans we're imperfect like why are you why are you sweating it so much bro just like is is is, is like is relearning that hard it's like you know sometimes you gotta you gotta go back to the lab and just be like hey like, yeah wrong about that. like you know and like i guess taking taking yourself down a peg and being willing to learn something you know i don't i'm not gonna say it's difficult for some people but i mean you know, it's uh, sometimes it is. It, you know what I mean? Like sometimes it's it's we get into this like hard to admit we're we're wrong, or even harder to admit we need to relearn. And it's like, well, I mean, are you really growing at that point? You know what I mean? Because um, I mean, the world, the world, the world might move on without you. So yeah. I mean, bro, I mean, try to try to try to learn when you can. You know. Um, and, and and like I like I know that you you probably want to like move on to a different subject. But um, uh, no, I mean, 
I think this was really cool. I I, I kind of like when our, our discussions kind of kind of spin out. Um, but yeah, I mean, like the, one of the things I wanted to briefly just bitch about uh, before we moved on is that like, bro, you grew up thinking adults were perfect and that yeah, they had it all out, and then you get to be adult age and you realize, hold up, we're all no, that's <laughs> why I didn't think to, like that that should have been the easiest thing to tell people when you're a kid. It's just like, bro, I'm just figuring it out too. Yeah, like, totally. I, I feel like that should be that should be the band-aid everyone just rips off right at 18, and we're just like, hey, guess what? I'm just like you from right now to like when you're my age. Yeah, it's a suit, baby. We're all figuring it out. And, and that so, was actually a, a big wall, and like it was a weird experience. But like in in jujitsu, like. When I was, you know, when I lived out of state and like I started teaching and everything like that, people used to get mad at me for telling other people like, hey, I don't know everything. And, um, you know, like I'm still figuring it out, too. I, I, you know, I can be wrong about things. And it's just like, well, that just means you're not that good. And it's like, no, no, everyone's learning. They just like most people just don't admit that yeah, like why is why is that like uh why I is that no it's a secret why is that treated like the fucking wizard of oz myth like why like i mean i get that like it's just it's just so weird like i would i would I, that would be the first thing i'd want to tell an 18 year old it's just like hey bro from here on we're all figuring it out so yeah, I mean, yeah totally use what you know try to refine it but i mean you will be wrong and that's okay because it's all a learning process yeah and and you know i can say that like it's just like well you're not that good no actually here's the thing is no one's that good everyone's yeah. still learning some things yeah. i know for sure some things i will tell you who taught me this and the, and like the problem is is that people want to pretend like they're not going out and stealing ideas from other people, but most people are. Most people yeah, aren't I mean, a fucking you're, like you're, genius. You're always, a, you're always a product of like what came and like what you've like what you've figured out and what you've and even more than figured out like what you figured out and learned how to teach people because there's a total difference between like doing a cool doing a cool move or coming up with a cool like fighting game combo and then being able to reproduce it. And then even way even later being able to teach it and why it's a good idea to other people. Like there's there's so many steps of understanding there, like more than just doing it once. So it, it's like the I think what it is is it's like it's it's something about like giving like not wanting to give someone credit for something. It's like it, yeah. it there's a, there it feels like that there was a, always an aspect of that where it's like oh Dude, I just. I I just think it's it's people not understanding the world is bigger than them, and it's like no, no one has it all figured out. That's kind of the I'm not gonna say it's the problem, but like the it's like it's it's like it's not perfect. Like it's 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 like I'm not gonna say it wasn't perfect. It's not meant to be. It's like it's the world is bigger than you. Like you right. need to understand that. Like it's it's like not a thing that works in most cases might not work in all cases and there's a reason for that too and, and you have to learn it and you know and that and that's the thing is like and from my own experience like i i sort of just tried to always step outside myself and be like hey i talked to i talked to all of these world-class people like really legitimately super good world-class people yeah. and like 
we speak the same language. We understand. I understand what they're talking about when I talk to them. And it's like, it's like, listen, not everyone's going to be like LeBron James, but like, you can still like, I don't know, like you could still talk to somebody and like, you can still understand concepts and things. Like I can talk to somebody about like high level and jujitsu just in a conversation and I can know what they're like, what they're saying and and they can understand me too. Yeah. Yeah. You you can learn to be better. I mean, there's, there's a huge difference between understanding theory really well and implementation. Like uh, one of the best distance coaches of all time uh alberto salazar like literally a legendary distance running coach never yeah. ran distance i think he did an entirely different sport george st pierre is yeah. the greatest wrestler to never wrestle yep. you know what he i don't know if you you know gsp but like he... I, I, I remember from him captain america yeah i mean so, obviously he's, he's, he's from ufc before he was in captain america but... the, this dude didn't never wrestle in high school never wrestle in college he just like he started fighting and he's like hey i'm gonna go train with the olympic national the the, Olymp- the olympic team and then he just like he out wrestled people that had like so much better caliber than he like so many better credentials than he ever had yeah, um, some people have an intuitive eye for for the theory of things um yeah. uh and that that that's a that's a that's a skill in and of itself it doesn't mean they're perfect it just means that sometimes they have a really creative eye for theory that a lot of people don't see i mean that's i, I would say that's one of the amazing parts of humans is that like everyone kind of brings a different uh talent pool a uh, different lived experience to different problems um, and that way you can like, you know, if we're going to crowdsource or call like humans, one big computer, you can find out really, really unique solutions, to different problems, just based on someone's kind of own internal, internal jazz, internal, internal creativity to bring a problem. I, I kind of see it as like, people don't like the idea of like showing people how the sausage is made. You know, like there's got to be yeah. some kind of mysticism to it or like they want to have that over other people like or they, they like it's like a sense of superiority. Um, yeah, I, I would say I would say human ego is definitely a, a big thing in that like people like it's one of those things where people. How do I say this? People will think they understand things they don't understand things don't they don't understand as a way to make their world more smaller or manageable when it's just like no bro like sometimes you're just grasping at straws like it's, it's you, you you think you have like it's it can, it's it can be more complicated than that the rabbit hole often goes deeper yeah and and like i i can say like all right so i i, I like i'll tell you i had a a conversation with a chemist once yeah and like i have very limited knowledge of biology and um like all like anything in like that sort of science subject like on that side of things and like i'm sitting there trying to compare things with him Mm -hmm. and all this guy can think of is you don't actually you don't know what you're talking about that's all he that's what he said to me and it's like listen to me of ego rather than trying to understand which right. is a going to shit yeah it's like the pro i'm like i'm like listen i'm trying to understand you and what you do with your job and then people always yeah. just say like well you don't know as much as you think you do and it's like okay so yeah okay, it's like, well, you learn, then? like i'm trying great. i'm trying to use my worldview to express Tell me, please of and what you're doing I, I so think- like I ultimately yeah. think that if people can't explain something to you, they're probably not a good teacher or they're not really that good. You know, or they're not listening. 
because that's that's another big thing. Uh, like, another, they, yeah, they, not listening is a yeah. They they hear through the lens of themselves and not actually hearing you, which is a problem because like I I sometimes lot. do that sometimes where like I'll think I'll think through my experience of something rather than actually hearing the person thinking through what their words mean and being like oh this is what he's trying to say. Um, it, it's one of those things where like you you can be like listening to someone but not hearing them. Um, and I feel like that happens a lot. Like people, people, a lot of times people listen from a place of, of being defensive or wanting to defend kind of their own insecure natures or their, their or own they, ego. Like what and, I find. Like they, they, they fuck up everything in the process. Yeah. What I find is that like what it is, is like a lot of people think that you're trying to see them as fraudulent. Yeah, which and is like that's not we're just that's having a not, conversation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've and like and um it's it's honestly like the two things I that I make you go out of the conversation. Right. Like, and, that wasn't that wasn't where that wasn't what I was trying to do. Like this is this is my own immature understanding of what you're talking about, but right, please listen to me so we can we can work on a mutual understanding. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like listen, I, I just like all I just want to understand what you're talking about. I want to learn something. Uh, and then usually it's like, what makes you so special? Uh, and uh, it, it's just like, that's all just like the toxic, toxic masculinity or you're not that good. I would say it's it's kind of we, we live in a society of egotists, unfortunately. And like, I think that's one of those things where like, it's one of those things we're starting to claw back because again, there's there's a middle way. Um, but we were not there yet. Um, but yeah, it, it's one of those things where like, bro, like I'm not trying to come at you. I'm just trying to understand, like, can we but, like well, calm down at the, at the same time? It's like some of the jujitsu people that I did talk to these world-class people, they, yeah. they, they travel from like, from city to city and they probably do meet people that want to, to like make them seem yeah, no. That's true. Some people are toxic, but I mean, like, it's one of those things where, like, are you going to let those people ruin your, like, how you communicate with people? Because they, they probably... at a certain point, like, once you get that, like, someone's being belligerent to be belligerent, it's just like, bro, you're not helping any of this. So, like, I can either waste my time talking to you, which I'm donating right now, or you can go away, we do something else, or like, this, right. like, at a certain point, it's like just starting to understand that, like, no, you're just wasting both of our, our time. So I'm, I'm done. Yeah. And, and like, it literally gets to the point where like, I've had to tell people, I, I like just to get past this little, like wind, like this little like barrier. I was like, listen, I'm not that good. I, I just, I'm, yeah. I've just loved jujitsu. I'm interested in it. I, it's like a passion of mine. And it's like, well, it's like, yeah. it's just sort of like, oh, well, why did you, you know, you have this error about, you? and it's like, no. Like, yeah, it's like, bro, I, yeah, like, I mean, some people just suck. Some people just try to, I'm not going to say they're trying to tear it down, but it's like, they're, you know, they're not, they're not being, they're not being productive. They're not they're, being, they're, 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 they're all in bad faith, I would say, this is the best, the best way to explain that. But I mean, then, yeah, like, on the opposite end, I think you have, in a lot of academic communities, is that, like, you have people that have worked really hard to understand things, and yeah, they don't understand them perfectly, but they have the tools to start communicating some of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of overconfidence in that arena too, but that's a separate issue. Um, but it's one of those things where like, I think the, the people that like, like if I were to build like the perfect, like science explanation platform, I would build like one where it was like, it was the masters and the PhD students 
that had to go out and explain science to people. Not the not the not the doctors, not the people that have already done it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, those, those people are like, okay, we're we're solving the hard problems. Like we're doing the active stuff. But like if you want the the perfect science communicator, like like ask someone who's still kind of fresh in the field who's just learning those concepts because I think they would be able to explain it to a layman because they were laymen not so long ago. Right. Um, they would do wonders for science communication or idea communication because like they would be able to do that. Like I can come down to your level and explain, no, this is the current theory of how things work at the time. Um, this is, this is what we know. This is a little bit of why, but I can't, I, I might not be able to give you the big technical details because they don't have like, if you're explaining something to layman, they don't have the technical foundation for it. Right. Um, but like, I, I feel like there, there is, there is definitely a great lost art in, science communication where like like uh, it's 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 some of these ideas taking them out of technical and explaining them into in words is is kind of lost because i mean again like it, it, it is like technical understanding versus conceptual understanding is still a gap and like being able to actually like explain something or teach something at multiple levels of conceptual yeah, yeah. that's a skill even a lot of really good technical technical artists don't have yeah, um, one of, one of my, the best teachers I've ever had was not like anywhere near the like that technical, but he like he could yeah. he, he could he could teach you how to ski. Like, you know what I mean? He's just that type of dude. Like he figured it out and he just have 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 the have that like empathic thought process where they can like do the do the, the 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 mirror neuron computation blah 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 I could be all science if I want but like he he they can actually kind of like put themselves in your shoes exactly understand what you're trying to say and kind of try to try to try to find good analogs to teach yes absolutely and, and I, like, I say, like you see that a lot in in academia is like you have professors that are fucking geniuses but like aren't great at teaching and like that, that's a it's a skill it's still oh, a skill and those classes are usually the worst oh god yeah. And, and um, like, for me, I can count on maybe one hand the amount of, like, good teachers I've ever had, which is kind of yep. sad. Yep. I, I've probably counted on two hands, but I've, I've been doing the school thing for a while. But, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where, like, the, the, the great teachers are far and few between. Um, and there's, there's a lot of teachers that are, are technical. They're very good at technical stuff, but they're not as good as relating the concepts. Oh man. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I failed my, like I failed a biology because I hated the way the teacher taught yeah. and it was yeah. just incredibly obnoxious. Um, no. but, uh, Hey man, uh, why don't we, um, if it's cool with you, I think take a brief intermission, or what we'll, we want to do? We'll, we'll take we'll take a brief intermission, and um, I really need to pee, yep. um, and then we can come back and, and we'll 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 switch subjects. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I had a lot of I had like so looking kind of forward to into the topics we want to uh, talk about. Like, I want to talk about like cool stuff upcoming in twenty twenty one. I'll do like a recap of twenty twenty. So yeah, let's do the intermission, and then uh, just come right back. All right, man. Be right back. Yep. Uh, at least unmute me. Yep. Um, were you uh, digging the the second tag one jams? Yeah, that's a killer soundtrack, man. Dude, yeah, man, I gotta I gotta go back and listen to them. Uh, where where are you finding them? Are they in Spotify? Oh no, they're they're on uh, YouTube actually. 
Check it out. Uh, All right. Yeah, so uh, we're back. Um, But, um, yeah, no, just to finish up what I was saying, the last thing, it was just like, yeah, like, the other trick is that, like, you know, there's the old adage of, like, the more you learn something, the more you learn that there's more to learn. And sometimes that can, like, you know, be one of those things where, like, you know, you become more insecure about it, um, kind of like imposter syndrome. It's just like, well, I mean, like, you still have a lot to teach what you've learned so far. So, I mean, like, you got to you got to you got to learn to fight those feelings, too, um, because, like, you know, there, there's, you know, there, there is there is there is a place to still teach from what you have learned. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so I I mean, yeah, <laughs> we kind of went all over the place, but I'm not hating it. Um, what I will say is that, uh, kind of back on the topic of, uh, kind of, you know, wrapping up for 2020, wrapping up for, uh, the decade, wrapping up for, uh, all that, and then kind of preparing for, uh, what, 2021. Um, yeah, no, like, uh, was there anything I'm gonna, like, I have a couple, like, cool lists of, uh, stuff here. Uh, for like best of all the other stuff like that. Um, before while I'm pulling those up, like, do you have anything like cool from 2020 that you wanted to like talk about or bring up? Uh, <laughs> well, um, like, uh, you mean like pop culture wise? Yeah, it could be anything, man. Um, I, oof, I feel like. I don't know. I I would say like um I'm just happy that I'm uh, I'm like happy that I, years in the, in the record books. Happy years done. Yeah, years in the record books and that um like I was I fell off the path for a little bit and but now I'm back to slowly starting to, to become productive again and like dieting ah, and ah. uh you know like yeah, like focusing on my health um, and making, making, making art, doing things, focusing on health, all, all good stuff, man. Yeah. And then, you know, just trying to like stay busy and um, I don't know. I've, I've enjoyed so far. I've enjoyed, uh, you know, making a YouTube channel and Twitch and everything. And I would say that that's been really the biggest thing for me is, um, yeah. is no, I, I would. Uh, we're sorry. I keep going. I keep going. It ta- I wanna... which would, it's just taken. It's taken an insane amount of of work, but um, you learned yeah. a new skill. Though. I mean, that's really fucking cool. Yeah, I'm still learning, but you know, um, it's it's definitely like my my thing right now. Um, yeah, it's a but... cool hobby. Like it's 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 almost like you know journaling or you know blogging or any of those things like that but it's like doing it you know out, out to the world i mean i suppose that's what all those are but this is like the, the the 21st century version yeah and you know at least i get to it get, i get to be social when i when i do it too not yeah. necessarily uh um you know it's, it's all you know in confinement or whatever but yeah um, i would say that's kind of the coolest part about uh 2020 um is that like dude i mean tech culture really took off uh it's like remote remote work from home stuff video gaming blew up uh streaming but like netflix like not even just streaming like on twitch because i will talk about the second but like just like streaming apps like netflix amazon hbo max 
Like pe- people got their TV watch hours in this fucking year. For, for damn sure. For damn sure. Like uh anime got bigger. Um apparently that was like one of the things I heard on the news. Like you, you best believe that's because of streaming, because ain't nobody showing anime on TV anymore. I mean, well, I guess maybe Cartoon Network, but like yeah, most, most people are probably watching watching animes through Netflix because it's it's one of the big things in Netflix queue. Um, if if they're you know if if they're more than like a level one anime or they're uh uh or a level level two weeb I should say, they're actually going deep and getting it from like Crunchyroll. They go further or, beyond. Or any of those, like you know, the 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 deep anime sites, not really deep. They're still, but like, um, yeah, no, I mean, like, uh, anime got bigger. Anime, anime is apparently going mainstream. Um, as someone who's been uh, an anime fan for like 10, 15 plus years, uh, I have complaints. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, it's cool that something that I've always thought was a really awesome medium is becoming more popular. Yeah. Uh, I remember yeah. back in the day, like I used to have back in the day, I used to have to find my anime on like HBO at twelve o'clock in the morning. It was hard, and, hard, hard not life. Yeah, and I was like, oh look, here's X, and I only have seen like two episodes, and they both were like ten, ten to five episodes apart. And then I saw the ending of it, like, randomly. And it's like, when are they going to show the whole thing in concession? And it's just like, I never, ever saw it in concession. How you would never see episodes of Inuyasha in order, and you just had to kind of piece the story together from the episodes you did see at, like, 3 a.m. or whenever it came on? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I with Inuyasha in particular, I did watch all of the new airing episodes. Uh, like, when... Well, not, <laughs> no. not, not all yeah, of no. them. But surprisingly, a lot of them. Like I was, yeah. I rewatched the series uh, quite a bit uh, a few months ago, and I got up to I think there are like six seasons of the first uh, part of it, and yeah. I'm on season five, and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this. And like I'm on season five, and I remember shit that happened. Um, yeah, well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You start you start piecing it together, even even seeing it out of order. Um, but yeah, I mean, like. Anime has definitely. I'm not gonna say anime has changed. I mean, that's that's a more general anime. statement. I would say it has. War like, has changed. It's yeah. It's, it's the statement doesn't really mean anything. Uh, it's 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 like change has changed. Like it's not a. It's it's, it's a little vacuous. It's a little empty. It doesn't really provide any meaning. But um, no. Uh, like it's it's one of those things where like it, it's definitely. It's 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 cool to see something you've always loved become mainstream. Um, I would say that, like, in terms of, like, anime writing, I would say that, like, I feel like, sh- like, a lot of shows aren't written as well as the- a lot of shows I grew up watching were, and, like, this isn't all just, like, I watched it when I was young bias, like, I've always kind of really liked kind of, like, plots and dissecting them, and I really liked them when they were complex, um, and, I mean, there's just a lot of just kind of, like, filler, boilerplate anime, there's a lot of anime that just comes from light novels now, uh, too, which are like that's three levels down in weebdom. Like it used to be that like animes came from like mangas, um, and now that like they've like the Japanese like studios have mined the, the the manga companies down too far. They're like reaching into like light novels, which are basically like novels with like a couple animations every like couple pages or so. Like it'll be probably like a hundred page book and uh there'll be maybe like eight to ten animations in it so not a lot maybe like 20 
But um, it's one of those things where like I'm even disappointed in the animes that have been adapted adapted from books. So you can see how much of a snob I am. Um, but no, it's one of those things where like I just feel like anime kind of lost a lot of its creativity. Um, to tell kind of unique and interesting stories. Uh, I I feel like I mean again you know everything's a, a, a you know every every piece of art is still a project in in engineering and by that i mean like you know shit costs money <laughs> so you can't just make whatever you want much. or i mean not without assuming some risk and i feel i feel like that market has got exceedingly risk averse into taking on new projects uh, a lot like i would say hollywood has uh but the unfortunate bit about that is that like a lot of cool stories um that someone just probably penned up uh to make like short stories don't get made and a lot of stuff that's like, well, we won't make it unless it's kind of like a tried and true proven property uh, it's made. Uh, and a lot of tried and true proven properties are kind of garbage. <laughs> or I'm not going to say they're garbage, but like they, they, they're popular for the reasons a lot of things are popular um, and not necessarily like cool novel story ideas or concepts or like, you know uh philosophical examinations of problems like if you want to talk about like anime as like literature anime is like philosophy or you know literature as philosophy or media as philosophy um but again this is me being my snobby elitist self and saying that i'm kind of disappointed with modern anime because it's not deep enough and it's like oh okay bro <laughs> like not everything has to be deep yeah um but uh yeah no i mean i would say that like i mean again i don't watch every show that comes out every year um but uh there have been kind of few shows that have really kind of blown me away lately that have gotten popular um which is already again is like a sample then a sample then a sample problem but um like a lot of shows that do get popular nowadays do have really cool things about them like i know uh some of the stuff i haven't watched over this past like year and a half is like that like Demon Slayer, but I hear Demon Slayer has amazing art um, because it's done by Ufotable, which is an amazing studio for making art. Um, so the plot doesn't even have to be good. It'll just be beautiful. Um, and sometimes that's cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I think I, I read something the other day about how the Demon Slayer movie that just came out in Japan literally broke uh, the record for in Japan for like highest grossing animated movie of all time like they beat out studio ghibli which had hey, previously sorry. helped Iron. what movies so, uh i, I want to say it was spirited away i have to actually go and like google it uh to see what movie they beat out but basically like studio ghibli like one of their movies held the title for like most watched thing of all time most watched animated thing of all time in japan and, and the the demon slayer movie um just beat it out uh, by like I, I'm not sure if it was by a decent amount or not but it's like we're comparing like a shonen to like Studio Ghibli and it's like yeah man like like anime's anime's taken off even in Japan which is funny to say but like mm-hmm. apparently like um, I guess maybe that's how they handled COVID <laughs> they also watched anime uh, but like yeah like apparently like like uh, mangas have been like selling out there like not even just uh Demon Slayer. Apparently, Demon Slayer manga is like selling out everywhere. Like, whenever you go to buy it, it's gone. So, like, mad Demon Slayer fans in Japan. So that shows the show ain't going anywhere anytime soon uh, for for fans out there. Uh, but uh, yeah, like it's it's I, like I guess how Japan did COVID is they 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 watched anime and manga too. So 
that shit worldwide now, uh, which is cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it's 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 one of those things where like I, I'm definitely it's cool to see a medium that you all it's cool to see anything you've always liked become popular. Yeah, uh, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, and like you, you got to like you know that means a lot of different things to a lot of people, but it's cool to see like you know it's cool to be that guy that's just, oh I liked this shit before it was cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I I know what you mean. Uh, like, uh, just I swear, like the big thing for me was like it was almost impossible to find anime at one point. It was like really hard. Uh, like, when we were younger, yeah, like circa like the the two thousand, like almost 2000s. the, the two thousand through two thousand ten eleven ish region. Yeah, it was really hard. It was probably really hard after that too, but like I stopped looking in traditional places for it at that at that point. Yeah, I mean, like there was like Anime Boston. Um, yep, and I remember uh, I went to a couple of those. They were dope as fuck. I, I still miss Con Culture. It's another thing twenty 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 took from us, even though I haven't personally been going in years. I know a lot of people still went and still did cosplay and still did all that stuff. And it's like, yeah, man, if if you're gonna be cosplaying, you're gonna be you're gonna be e-growing it up from your home this year because it's like shit. Shit, have no events. Great simping from home. Yep. Great simping from, I'm simping from home this year. <laughs> that that was the, that was the big thing in 2020, man. Only fans, people people trying to get their side hustles going. It's taking over, Simp- bro. Simping from home. Yeah, simping from home is that real life. I mean, um, I know like a bunch of people that started like an OnlyFans. Hey, bro. That Not a bunch, people, but... people need their money. Yeah, I, I I I know someone who literally like changed their life. Like they went from working like I assume like regular kind of like minimum wage jobs. Like I don't I don't specifically know, but like not much higher than that to making like the the triple digits, the big money. So uh, is, it, is it yeah, is it Pam Chains? Well, we're not going to name names. I don't want to like talk about other people on our podcast, but like yeah, it's just someone you and I both usually know that like okay. made that made that big. Yeah. Um, doing doing the the OnlyFans game. And I'm like, hey, if that's up. it, that big number go up. Hey, if you they make your money, you know what I mean. Make your money, player. Uh, if that's that's the hustle you choose, then you know by all means, do you. You know what I mean. Uh, not not everyone not everyone built for that hustle, but if if you if you ready to do it, do it. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that was like a lot of people had radical career changes this year. Um, but some people saw some really dope success with that. So, um, you know, that's also one of those cool things about 2020 and like tech, um, and kind of changing to a digital landscape. Uh, I know personally, like there are things to complain about, about like as, as someone who was in school taking classes, there are things to complain with missing the camaraderie or missing the uh, a lot of the like in-person interactions, especially of like labs and working with people or things that you work with people. But I gotta say like a lot of professors like definitely stepped the fuck up and like brought class kicking and screaming into the 21st century. Not all of them, but like, holy shit, recording lectures and posting them for later. Like fucking genius. Like we're paying thousands of dollars a year. Why isn't that fucking mandatory? Like not every so people are gonna have a doctor's appointment. People are gonna miss lectures for dumb reasons. Yeah. Uh, people are gonna miss mental health reasons. Like people are like it, people are gonna have bad memories and forget verbatim what a professor said. Like why isn't that just a thing? Like why isn't it just recorded? I can fucking see it. Like it, like honestly, like with the amount of money that goes into colleges, 
a lot of this shit should have been done not only a while ago, but it should just be standard practice. And if like a lot of this shit goes away because of COVID, which I'm sure it fucking will once we get back to normal classes, I'll be pissed because it was a really good resource. Summarize everything I see and hear at the first time. Or can either think about things or I can write them down. And just having a way to just go back and take notes later, it was a chef's kiss. It was amazing. Um, so so many so many great things about moving into the digital age happened to be as online classes. And I will be rip shit if and when they go away, because honestly, we should have had them before. Like we live in a computer age. It's it's so annoying that we're still acting like college classes have to be taught like they're from the 1960s. You know what I mean? Yeah. Really dumb, really dumb. Um, and, you know, doesn't really pay much attention to all the different types of learning and all the different types of learners there are. You know what I mean? As much as college wants to to talk about being inclusive, like amazing way you could be inclusive would just be to like, you know, have digitally recorded lectures and let people from the class go and watch them whenever they want. I mean, shit, that's that's an easy one. But fucking, it took a it took a global plague slash pandemic for people to to do it, um, and be dragged kicking and screaming in the twenty first century. So, mm, yeah, uh, that's that's one of the things from when COVID's over that. I will not be happy to see disappear because it should have already been here. I mean, you never know. Yeah, I never know. Things, but, I things mean, can also uh, not go back to normal. Well, I mean, things better go back to normal because let's let's face it. I need to fucking sit my ass in a movie theater, dog. I missed that shit. Um, we missed a t- shit ton of movies this year just because of that. And I mean, obviously, that's not the most important thing at all, but. I miss I miss social interaction that I don't have to wear a mask. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm hanging, hanging out with the boys in person, which some of the boys have been doing like the full full COVID bubble and haven't been doing it. So, you know, it's yeah. I I, I definitely want things to go back to normal. I just need that to stay because it's it's progress, and I I fail to see why we haven't made it. Right. But uh, yeah. I mean, so yeah. If if like. The work work from home culture, honestly, for a lot of businesses should have already been a thing. Like people should have already at least doing a couple days a week from home. I mean, talk about like, you know, some people have like two hour commutes to their jobs because living in the city is just untenable because housing prices in a lot of cities are just untenable. Yep. Um that freed up a lot of people to actually do shit they wanted to do in their life. Like I know people that uh, have like marketing jobs in kind of Boston that were just like, yeah, well, I love skiing, so I'm gonna go live in Colorado because my job went remote. And it's like, that's fucking awesome. Like, why aren't more people given that option? Like, holy shit! Like, it, a lot of people have been able to make really cool changes just because of that. And it's like, well, why can't more jobs do that? Like, that's definitely and like even a lot of jobs are realizing that because they're seeing how little they're having to spend on like office spaces and stuff like that, and they're just like shit <laughs> like we could have done this years ago um and it's also like i mean there are goods and bads to it because i mean like not everyone wants to work from home or has the resources or has the internet um or wants to pay the electric bill which the company certainly won't um but i mean at the same time you know having the freedom to be able to gives a lot of freedom in a lot of people's lives that they didn't have before you know what i mean like they weren't like in academia, there's a thing called the two body problem, which is basically when you marry an academic and it's both going for jobs and it's a fucking toss up whether or not you'll both get 
hired at the same university. In fact, that pretty much never happens. So you're going to be, one person's going to be one place, one person's hopefully going to be close by, sometimes not, and you're going to have to figure that out. And it's like, well, shit. I mean, you know, if, for, for jobs that allow working from home, that no longer becomes a problem. Because, like, I can have a job that's based out of one area, but if I'm working remote, I can live with my significant other wherever they are or wherever they have to be physically based if they're tethered to a physical location. So, um, yeah, like, um, I, I definitely think working from home should be a big thing going forward that will free up a lot of time in other people's lives. Like, would I like to see other cool shit? Like, four-day work week? Yes. Uh, did I just see an article about that in the paper? Uh, or, like, on Futurology? Yes. Um, because, you know, a lot of people have shown that, like, productivity goes down after a certain amount of time, and people are a lot more creative. Yeah. Um, not just productive, but creative in jobs that require it when they don't have to spend as much time at work, because a lot of the time, you just, you can't, you can't, you can't, can't, can't be that creative all the time. You can't, you can't improvise is straight free jazz like that's not a thing you get burned out yeah you get burned out uh people you... uh um, like stop being able to focus after like an hour or so yeah. um, i know like i used to try to avoid taking hour-long classes because of that um at least when i was in college uh just because i knew like oh i'm not gonna be able to retain all this information and we're gonna we're gonna go in an hour you can go over so much shit um, it was like a computer pro- programming class. So. Yeah. yeah, and if they recorded lectures, you'd be able to stop and come back and do that later. That would be awesome. But, I mean, it took, tw- it, took, it took a pandemic for that to happen. But yeah, I mean, ergonomics of human work are a real thing. And like, humans can only actively focus on one thing for so long before they need a break just to recharge their brain. That's a real thing. Um, yeah. And that does need to start being taken more into account. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping that that becomes a thing because it's, it's sorely, it's sorely needed, um, in a lot of arenas, but, um, yeah, I mean, we, there's, there, as I said, there, there were some cool things in 2020, um, that we got, uh, I mean, we learned that, you know, the, the internet is, is I'm, I'm still an amazing piece of technology. One of the, one of the best things we've invented, like imagine this plague had happened like back in the 90s like pre-internet man no one will be able to fucking talk to anybody fucking we'd be mailing letters places but of course we done fucked up the post office this year too so that wouldn't even have worked wait wait, wait what, what happened to po- oh because of all the the like the election shit yeah and fucking other bullshit um try not to get all too too deep in because I could go to a rabbit hole on that, but I mean, yeah, I mean, the internet is an amazing, amazing tool for staying in contact with people. Uh, that you know, humans were, humans were clever enough to invent the internet. Um, the internet's great, but it should be it should be policed. <sighs> well, I mean, yeah, that's that's a whole other level yeah. of insanity. People shouldn't be able to do whatever they want. Yeah, but um, oh, well, I mean, they're they're still thinking about. Trump's still trying to rally on repealing Section 230, um, which, if, for those of you who don't know, Section 230 is basically uh, it was a rule that p- was put in place to help. How do I say this? Basically, companies aren't immediately directly responsible for things that are put on their platforms 
um, which obviously you can immediately think of good and bad reasons for. But I mean, like, if a company could immediately be sued for anything a random user put on its platform, like, that would be untenable. Like, no company could function because, you know, companies like YouTube that allow you to just post whatever you want, you know what I mean? Like, that would be insane because obviously... Do you know all this because that's what Tenant was about? That wasn't what Tenant was about. Tenant was a... (laughs) Well, you're, I'm, I'm just fucking with you. I'm sorry. I'm just sorry. I was just a bad joke. Okay. I mean, like, I, I, I mean, mean to, I didn't mean to cut you off, but go, keep going. Yeah. I might have to go through a, a time turn style to understand what that joke meant. Because you um, said untenable. No. Yeah. 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 Okay, so was a untenable. Scotch, scotch. Yep. 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 Um, Tenet, new Nolan movie. Should probably go see it. Not as great as his other movies, but if you like sci-fi James Bond, go watch it. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Um, I didn't even know Robert Pattinson was in that movie. He is. He's he's actually he's a he's a he's a he's a cool sidekick. I I enjoy, I enjoyed him in that movie. Is he like Q? He wasn't the Q of this movie. He was more like kind of the the best friend of the main character um, that shows up, but like. Yeah, it was it was basically like a cool kind of sci-fi James Bond. It was James Bond with a little sci-fi concept. I think it kind of broke its own rules a couple times. Uh, so I don't think the the sci-fi was applied entirely consistently, but it it had some awesome visuals, cool little plot idea. Um, as I said, it's I I would say it's it's worth watching once, maybe even twice once you actually kind of see the like understand what the twist is. Um, and then can watch it again uh, because it's one of those things where like, you know, weird weird shit happens. So like, it's cool to watch it twice so you can kind of get it in in both orders. Um, but yeah, uh, Tenet was cool. Um, if we're gonna go for cool movies this year, that was one of the only ones that came to theaters. Um, everything else kind of got deep sixed by COVID. <laughs> no one thought he would save cinema. Did he really but, say that? Yes, Nolan is that pretentious. He thought he could save cinema uh, or save movie theaters by having his movie uh, premiere when everything else was canceled because of, you know, life-altering events like COVID. Um, But no, he was that stupid because it didn't, because of course it didn't. No movie would. Any any sane executive would be like, no, this movie's going to lose a shit ton of money if we put it out. Doesn't matter how... That's so cringe. Tenet, no, uh, Nolan has like executive something, something, something in his contract. Oh. So uh, they put Tenet out in theaters, and of course it took a bath because, yeah, ain't, ain't nobody going to theaters. Like most of them aren't even open. <laughs> and the ones that aren't open, ain't nobody going anyway. So, like, I think I, I went, when I went to see it, I think it was like it was me you and one other guy and this was a giant theater and oh this yeah was like, it's just three people know, yeah. yeah it was no fucking nobody's no one who's fucking there like it, it was it was it was insane it was an insane amount of hubris for him to do that but i mean it gave it, it taught the studios something if nothing else that tenet uh, nolan shouldn't always get his way um <laughs> let it be known no i mean uh Wonder Woman uh, came out on uh, HBO Max. Um, Wonder Woman 2, 1984. Or the title is Wonder Woman 1984. That movie, uh, we might do a full review on it later. Um, for right now, I'll say that movie was not as good as it should have been. Um, it's getting kind of, it's getting a lot of 
I don't know. Like the vocal minority is like saying it's a bad movie. I would just say it's a boring movie. There's nothing outwardly bad about it. It's just not exciting. Like I, I don't know if that does anything for you, but as a superhero movie, like you want something more to kind of draw you in. This didn't really have it. Um, great, great, great cast chemistry between Chris Pine and Gal Gadot as always. But I mean, she, she wasn't the fun badass she was in Wonder Woman one. That showed. Uh, she was a little undecisive the whole movie. That was kind of like an uh, indecisive superhero. Uh, um, there are other things that just could have been better. Like the, the villains weren't as cool as they could be. Um, you know, I don't know. It's the, There are many different complaints about the movie, and I don't have anything specific to make now. But again, it, it's sitting right at, I think, between like 60 and 70 on Rotten Tomatoes, and I think that's a perfectly valid uh rating for it you know somewhere it's, around 70. it's like it's only bad because it's like a mediocre wonder yes. woman movie it's only bad because it's bland it's not it, bad yeah. it's it was it's not bad because it was like very poorly done it was just bad because it was like there was nothing there's nothing great about it or like bad like bad enough to like be like yeah this is entertaining to watch so bad it's good yeah, it's not some of its parts like it, it, like it was, it's, I can say it's, it's not, it's not like you, it's worth watching once, but the sum of its parts don't make it a wholly exciting movie. Um, and yeah, I mean, just take take that for what you will. Um, what I am kind of excited about is that, like, even though uh, HBO Max has been getting some pushback from the studios, uh, since again, they don't know how COVID will shake out for 2021. Uh, they are committed to at least trying to put a bunch of their movies that would have been theater-run movies. And they're still going to try to make them theater-run movies, but they're going to try to put them on the HBO Max service, which will be really kind of cool. Like, it's... That's this is like, Yeah, I know, like, Disney tried it with, uh, you know, Mulan, which what you 100% told me was not worth it, but they tried charging $30 for seeing the new Mulan. It, um, wasn't, it wasn't worth 30 bucks. Yep. It, it's worth me like if it was worth like 10 maybe yep. 15 dollars i'd be like all right fine but that movie was just uh it, it, it just it makes it sound like wonder woman where it's like there's some good stuff but everything that you love about the original isn't there like and not not everything yep. but most of what you love about the original so it, it just doesn't make any sense it's like, like why did they make this movie there's the, the better version already exists Yep, yeah, just bland. Um, but yeah, so like it, the cool thing about what HBO Max was doing was that like they weren't charging anything. They're just like, if you have the service, you come come get these movies, honey. And it's like, hey, okay, that's dope. Um, I can I can I can dig it. Uh, getting Wonder Woman for the admission price of already having HBO Max. I mean, and there's a couple other movies that are gonna be like that too. That's pretty dope. Um, you know, there's a couple. Movies that the studios decide to claw back. Like I don't think we're getting Dune. I think that's going to be mandatory, just theaters. But Dune? supposedly, like I had a I had a list. Like we're getting like Matrix Four, um, a couple other things that are all going to come out to HBO Max. And it's like, oh, okay. Dune really should be on HBO Max. I don't think. I mean, so it depends on how theaters are going to be. Because like, I mean, that movie, like, I love Dennis Denis Villeneuve. Or fuck, I didn't say his name right. I love the director of Blade Runner 2049, because that movie is fucking amazing. Of course they would have uh, him direct Dune. 
that movie is fucking amazing. Like Denny Villeneuve, that's closer. I know that's closer. Is an amazing director. Um, yes, it deserves to be on the big screen, but because of COVID, if it has to be on HBO Max, yeah, of course I'm gonna watch it. Dude's a fucking dope ass book. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's gonna be. It's probably gonna be good no matter what. Did you see the original um, movie? Uh, I haven't seen the original only because I hear it's like long and kind of shitty, and I really, really like the book. So it's like I don't want to hate the original. Um, I know they like did some stuff on like the Sci-Fi Channel with like Patrick Stewart, where they made like a TV show of like some of the stuff that happens after the first book. I'll probably check that out. Um, but no, like I mean, I'm just I'm excited for it. It's just like one of those things about like how I just don't know. Like I kind of feel a little bad for the directors of it because it's like I they they don't know if like COVID's gonna if they don't know if people are gonna come back to the movie theaters even when COVID's over. So it's like we're, we're, you know you gotta have your fingers crossed there. Yeah, I know. I know they had um uh Dale, Agent Dale Cooper as the main character. Um, I don't know if you're familiar. Is with it, the, the guy from um the Twin Peaks? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, remember. yes, yeah, he's the dude that was in Twin Peaks. Um, and I think it had like Sting in it, oh, like from the police. Fuck, dude, that's a that's a blast from the past for a lot of people. Shit. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh, yeah, I, as I said, it, I I. I really liked the book when I read it. I read it, I think, probably back in, like, 2016, 2015. Loved it. Read that. Read the next two books. Stopped somewhere during God Emperor of Doom, because it's just a hell of a lot weirder than the other books. Um, But, I mean, it's a really, really good book series. Wait, can can you explain to me their power? Because I don't under... I don't fully, like, I have not... Like, I know about Doom, but I'm not... I don't know enough about it to be, like... So... The big idea is that, like, they live in the future. Uh, it's we've decided robots were a bad idea, probably because I assume they tried to like take over the world and we had to kill them all. I don't know. It's we're kind of past that point at this point. Um, so everything is done with people. Like it's like I guess there there's no sentient AIs. It's like kind of minimum uh, tech that way. Uh, but the idea is that since everything is done with people, uh, people's like mental abilities have gotten a lot stronger. Um, basically, kind of bordering on like precognition and shit like that. Yeah. Um, and basically, what it is is that Dune or uh, the planet like Arrakis, um, there are these just giant sandworms which basically poop out like space cinnamon, um, but space cinnamon gives you like pa- like telepathic powers to see the future i know he's the wrong telepathy i'm sorry but basically like the space cinnamon gives you kind of almost semi-full precognitive abilities um and this is really dumb but the only way they can fly their starships is if someone who is on this space cinnamon is literally high as a motherfucker and tripping out using their fucking precognitive abilities to fly the fucking ship so <laughs> that is ridiculous all right yes, uh, so that's why they, they kind of joke about the spice must flow because it's literally the backbone of their entire fucking interstellar transport infrastructure which is insane so wait well, so, so is it about trades trading like no it's ooh, what is it about um no basically there's some like kings and queens and princes shit because we've all decided to regress to uh the the feudal 
uh, feudal the feudal era as as a method of rule. Um, but no, uh, long story short, basically, uh, not to try to ruin the whole plot, but um, the main character is a little better at doing psychic shit than other people. Um, and he basically is just like, no, this is stupid. We can do things better. <laughs> so he tries to find a way to like change the way that society is kind of working. Um, and it's 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 I I, I don't want to kind of ruin it even more than that. But, okay, um, yeah, that, that, that's fine. Like, I mean... it, it's 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 a, it's a cool little idea because um, basically he like he tries to try to engineer himself through like sociology and you know him being a better psychic a, a better future for humanity who's to say if it was really better um i probably should have finished god emperor dune to kind of find that out because it still seems pretty shitty and god emperor doom happens like a couple thousand years after right uh so, you know who the fuck knows um but yeah, no, it's it's a really cool book. Um and it's got some amazing fucking quotes. Like uh Frank Herbert, A Man Before His Time. Um I think we were talking about how like fear is an incomplete uh teacher at the beginning of the podcast. And like basically let me let me see, like this book has like little mantras um that this kind of like made up religion of like psychics and other people uh talk about uh throughout the book and let me see if i can pull it up but they just have this like really awesome like mantra or katra about fear which i've always been like holy shit like this is this is genius baby <laughs> like this is this is the real stuff but uh hold on okay uh let me see if i can get it okay all quotes from dune that uh denton biblio commons okay so yeah best affirmation ever is what uh this user said but uh basically the little contra is like i must not fear fear is the mind killer fear is the little death that brings total obliteration i will face my fear i'll permit it to pass over me and through me and when it has gone past i will turn the inner eye to see its path where the fear has gone there will be nothing only i will remain uh, and that's the the Ben Jesseret litany against fear. Oh wow! Uh, but yeah, isn't that great? It's that's, like I mean, it's kind of, yeah. In that spate of like the only thing to fear is fear itself. It's like that fear is just like a passing emotion, and like you have to like let it pass to really gain true insight. Um, and that said, I think that 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 was one of like when I first read that, I'm like, oh shit, there's something to this book. Bad um, man's knowledge. Like, yeah, it's definitely like, you know, wherever wherever this came from in his soul, he's he's, he's speaking the true true. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, no, I thought that was really cool. But no, you, if if you if you've never read Dune, at least read Dune. <laughs> so at least read the first book, and you'll really like it. Um, I don't know if you'll get much more out of the other books. It's it's a lot more just kind of like politicky, um, and I don't know if the philosophies as deep as in the other books it's more of just kind of like okay where do the characters go in the next like 30 to 60 years um but dune is an amazing book uh frank herbert i, I don't know if he ever really like I, I feel like in the in the spin of a lot of people that like make something amazing because like this is a genre defining sci-fi book but never really see like the credit for it like i think it, it's like i I'm, I'm not sure like 
if he ever got rich off his book. I really don't think he probably did. I know he was like a newspaper writer when he wrote it. Um, and I think he stayed one well after it. So like, I don't think it like, you know, blew up when it, you know, when the book came out, um, you know, classically underrated, you know, uh, but legendary author um, as it would go. But I mean, the book is phenomenal. Uh, you know, I, I think the, the, the kind of hallmark of all good sci-fi is that it's, it's speculative fiction. It tries to take, you know, issues and things it sees about the world and how people interact with each other, how people act, and kind of put them into different contexts so you can kind of like philosophically think about issues and about people and, you know, all, all the big concepts of like, you know, psychology, philosophy, sociology, technology, yada, yada, yada. And I think this is a really good book for that. Um, it has a lot of really cool concepts. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm really excited. If you, if anyone who's listening to this has never read Dune, either read it or go check out the movie. But I promise if you read it, you'll get a ton out of it. I promise if you watch the new movie, you'll probably like it a lot. But it's a phenomenal book, and if you still like reading, you should probably check it out. Um, I think it even used to be on like the military reading list of things of books you should read, oh, and wow. there was actually there was actually a surprisingly good list of books on there, like books good like ender's game was on there and it's like yeah like a, a book that's actually critical about some of the negative aspects of war but like also an amazing book yeah sure, read ender's game like I, i've i've always been impressed by the like i want to see if i can pull up that specific list i won't pull it up this episode but i'll look for it in the future um but that, like for a formative mind or just a mind that's like interested in finding kind of like new ideas um great great books excellent book um but yeah, so excited. Uh, Dune, Dune was supposed to come out right around Christmas this year, sitting in the can somewhere. Um, but I believe it is finished, so we'll get that sometime in 2021. Uh, that is something I am looking forward to. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Uh, I kept saying there were things I was going to pull up, but I can't find any of these articles, even though I've, I've Googled them. Um, but yeah, uh, let's see. We'll, we'll fix it in post. No, 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 we got it, we got it. Okay, so dumb events, or, okay, so, do, 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 okay, so we'll do, we'll do the bad before we do the good, because, like, I like to kind of round out on the, the bad, but, I mean, like, yeah, this is a year for growth, <laughs> this is a year that, you know, also a lot of crazy shit happened, you know, um, and, you know, that's, that's, life is, life, life is sometimes on that, you know, sometimes it's, it's that, like, whoo, you give and they take, you know, the, the, the seesaw. Um, but yeah, so like t- things that happened in 2020, <laughs> the crazy shit, uh, Australian bushfires. That was the beginning of this year. I don't know if you remember that, but fucking too, yeah. all of Australia was burned down, man. Like God save the koalas. Like, holy fuck, bruh. Shit was nuts. That was um, that, yeah, that was, that was shitty. Uh, pay, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle decided to peace out from the royal family. They just be like enough of this pop and circumstance. I'm gonna go fucking live somewhere in I think Canada, America, just be chilling. Um, and I don't think the Queen was happy about it. But I mean, you know, what else are they gonna do? I mean, are they gonna be the next Queen and like of England? Like what? Like I know it's not entirely a ceremonial title, but it's like, are you are like, are you really helping the world out? I don't know. Um, coronavirus. Yup, <laughs> yup. It's a big one. We already talked about it. Corona uh, demonetized. Yeah, demonetized. I know. Uh, Kobe died. 
I'm pretty yeah. sure it happened in January. That was mad early. Yeah, January 26th. Like, that Holy was, shit, that's right. That was super unexpected. Yeah, and like a helicopter accident with his daughter, and it was just like, holy fuck, man. Like, this is not the way to start the year, bro. <laughs> like, that was like, this is the last week of January, and it's like one of the all-time greats. Like, literally... Like, probably on almost everyone's list of, like, top five, top ten basketball players of all time. Yeah. Um, and not even just a great basketball player, but, like, a, a pretty pretty decent dude. I mean, like, he did a ton of shit for the sport. Um, had some had some missteps in his youth, but, like, you know, really tried to, to stay, stuck out with his wife. Um, had kids. Really tried to do good things for his kids. I mean, that sucked, man. I know, like, Shaq had a podcast around that time. It was, like, one of his most viewed podcasts of all times, like, reminiscent about, like, yeah, I mean, me and Kobe didn't always get along, but like, we're still fans. It's just like, yeah, shit. Uh, President impeached. Um, yep, that happened. Didn't, I don't know if it meant anything, but it happened. Wait, uh, like, like, he was threatened to be impeached? or he? No, got no, he was, impeached. he was impeached in the House, but, you know, how, how our government works is you can be impeached and then it could not mean anything because it's like the impeachment happens in the house, but the Senate votes on whether or not it's actually going to be a thing. And of course the Senate was controlled by the opposing party and, you know, yeah, we're, 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 we're dumb. Sometimes. What can I say? The emperor is part of the dark side. Um, so, uh, but I actually have a question. I don't know why he was impeached. Uh, it had to do with basically fuck, bro. Like I feel like sorry, an idiot, but this is so long. Um, it had to do with basically the fact that he basically like threatened Ukraine to be like, no, you have to release, you have to say Joe Biden was doing some shady shit. Are you Otherwise, serious? I will not pay you money. Yeah, seriously, he threat. He basically. Aid had already been allotted to go to Ukraine for some humanitarian reason. Mm-hmm. He cut off the aid and he said, I won't pay you guys again until you produce dirt on Joe Biden for me. And there was like evident, factual evidence of that? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Wow. Yeah. But we don't, we don't care about laws or rules or why things are done anymore or the implications of why things are done anymore. In this country, as long as my team wins. Um, and, yeah, I don't... Again, we don't call out shitty behavior for when it's shitty behavior, because I don't know. Bad reasons. So, yes, this was allowed to, to to pass, and the Senate was just like, well, no, I mean, we're not gonna... Trump is our gift horse. We're not gonna kick him in the mouth. Uh, so, yes, you know, I, I mean, yeah, bad people are continued to be allowed to do bad things. <laughs> like Latarian, what? Latarian Jackson. Oh, well, I didn't hear about that. What, what uh, story was that? Well, uh, that this, this, sorry, it's an old video of like a little boy named uh, Latarian Jackson who drove his grandmother's car uh, yeah. through a Walmart parking lot, and then he infamously said, uh, "I like to do bad things." Um, oh no! Yeah, that sounds, that sounds hilarious. That sounds hilarious. No, off the off the check that out but um uh so parasite won at the oscars um this was a south korean film i think one of the first international films ever to win best picture it might have been the first i can't remember this was 
so much earlier in the year, it's hard for me to keep track of. I still haven't seen it. It's been on my list to watch. I like watching really good movies with people, and I haven't found anyone to hang out on and Netflix. watch with. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll have to. Maybe we can we can do it up at some time. But I heard it's really really good. I, I heard like it's like a really. Yeah, I hear it's a really good critique of a, a lot of different kind of like sociological issues. But um, we'll get there. We'll get there. You know, we uh, could probably do like a watch party or something. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm hey. Do a movie night. Magic 21st century power of the internet. I'm I'm down. Um, But uh, Harvey Weinstein went to jail. Good. He's garbage. Um, Let's see. Fuck that guy. Um, You know, uh, uh, shit, man. I mean, uh, 2020 was also the year oh. that you know. What about Beirut? Uh, what? Beirut. What about the Beirut, Beirut oh, yeah, explosion? Yeah, we haven't even got to that. Yeah, like oh, they were. Sorry, yeah. Oh, uh, they were storing like explosives in that thing, and it just blew up like half the city. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah 2020 was nuts. Um, 2020 was nuts. Uh, so there's a stock market crash. Uh. BLM went from a fringe movement to like global. Holy shit! Uh, I mean, all it takes is a dude getting fucking neck choked out in the street. That's, Go figure. That's it. Uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> fuck. Um, but yeah, I mean, fuck. I mean, I, I got like so much can be said, and all of it will not be enough to tell the whole story. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, people, yeah, people, I mean, there's, there's always that, that meme about, yo, you got the receipts, you got, you got the tape, you got the tapes, you got the facts. I mean, we got the, we, we had, we had it all in one this time, like black man killed in the street, like didn't, didn't have to happen, happened anyway. Um, and, and this time everyone could watch it. So yeah, I I mean, there's, I mean, I feel like everybody there's been so many times where, like, that I feel like that has happened, and I, I don't know I why like... it's only now taken seriously, you know? I mean, a million things can be said, but this was one of the first and most obvious egregious cases um, where it's just like, this didn't have to happen. Yeah. But no, you killed the guy anyway. And, like, well, fuck. Like, really? Yeah, he, was, he said he couldn't breathe and everything. Yeah, all those people were saying, bro, you're killing him, you're killing him. And it's like, no, nah, I'm just going to leave my, my knee on his neck. We got this. And it's like, okay, well, that's a human being on the ground under your knee. But I guess you must have forgotten that somewhere along the line. So, yeah, uh, dude died. And, yeah, that set off a firestorm. Um, and hopefully also some progress because people got to see the naked truth of, yeah, this is, wow, we're kind of fucked up. Uh, as a country and you know how we treat people and you know uh like police do amazing a lot of amazing things in this country but i mean there's a lot of you know not okay things that happen too um and i think this this definitely showed that yeah there's a dark side to kind of the brutalist culture we have in the united states where it's like chill, chill first ask questions later and it's like oh shit no that's that's not that that's not good that that can be bad. That that can be very bad. Um, 
so yeah, and like uh, Ahmad Arbery, you know, dude, I'm pretty sure that was the case. The dude just going for a fucking run, and it's like, oh no, got shot anyway because you're a black man going for a run and running clubs, cool. And then Breonna Taylor, you'd be sleeping on a couch, but you dated someone who sold drugs once, so that's you know, it's an allowance to just She's get got extra. A gun. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, her husband did have a gun, but they also broke into their house because. You know, that's a thing we allow cops to do without... Wait, so, so like, they didn't have a warrant or anything? I mean, you, I mean if you don't know, you don't know. So there's a there's a thing called no-knock warrants, um, which basically means that we, as long as you, a warrant is issued to you by a judge, which this was dumb, because if, you, if, if they had actually would have done more confirmation, they would have realized, I'm pretty sure the person they wanted to find was already in custody. So, of course, you know, fuck actually paying attention. Um, but yes, there's a thing called no-knock warrants where basically as long as the warrant is issued by a judge, yeah, you can just bust in someone's house and, you know, take all the risks associated with that. Um, and yeah, so her boyfriend was there at the time, not the drug dealer, totally different boyfriend. So again, the case goes like, if you've dated someone who sold drugs anytime forever, I guess you're fucked, which is insane, but yeah. Um, but yeah, her, her current boyfriend was like, there are people breaking my house. I'm going to shoot at them. Not knowing that the people breaking into the house were the cops who did such a terrible job of announcing themselves that they got shot at. So when the cops get shot at, because dude assumes that someone's breaking into his house, I should defend myself. The cops shoot back and kill an innocent woman on the couch who the only crime she was guilty of was dating someone who sold drugs once. Fucked up. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's really fucked up. Because she was just sleeping on the couch. Yeah. And that's how she died. Because <sighs> uh, cops can't announce themselves before coming in because someone thought that needed to be a thing. Uh, probably didn't. Someone thought it needed to be a thing. So yeah, I mean, it's a fucking tragedy, man. Um, and yeah, I mean, hopefully, like I, I think the the state it happened in tried to outlaw no knock warrants. I don't know if they were entirely successful. I can't remember. I'd have to double check that. Um, but yeah, no, I think this year really showed, especially the protests. Like even like white people were getting beat up. Like. You know, I mean, there shouldn't be a difference, but, you know, I mean, you, it was it was one of those things where it showed that, like, we need to change not only the culture of policing in the United States, but how we interact with communities, especially during large-scale protests, um, for a lot of reasons. And, like, yes, it goes both ways, but, I mean, it's... it's when when you when when you guys are beating down the people with the signs only because you don't want them there and they were only doing the protesting, that's different than like beating down people who are rioters. And the fact that you can't tell the difference is a problem, because yeah. that means that means a lot of people in the country won't be able to tell the difference either. And it's just I can't tell you how many dumb conversations and dumb messages I've seen about that. And it's just like, dude, ninety nine percent of these protests were just people protesting but no the cops decided it was time to go and then they just started fucking people up because for a a lot of the police that just means 
Time to get the tear gas and the batons out. Be I'll be damned if those people are doing anything violent before that. And it's like, well, fuck. That's just dumb. I, I, I can't. It's just that that's not good for anybody. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, a, a, a peaceful protest can turn into a riot real easily if you start beating someone over the head with a baton. But I mean, who started that? You know what I mean? So yeah, uh, I mean, we need to. We need to. There's a lot of things we need to change about the culture and like understanding that like. People can have legitimate grievances and still get beat by cops. I think a lot of people learn that this year. Um, and yeah, that's that's crazy. But uh, I mean, what was the old like childish Gambino? Like this is America. <laughs> Don't catch you slipping. <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh, shit. Yeah. I I mean, more can be said, but again, that would that could be a whole podcast in itself. So I'm not going to try to get bogged down here. Um. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bernie lost to Biden. Pour one out. Shed a tear. Last time we'll probably feel the burn. Yeah, I know, right? Fuck. God, America still has problems choosing right, even between the obvious options. I don't know what to say. Um, although I mean, I'm good. I'm gonna say you didn't make the you didn't make the worst choice. So okay, so there's a great there's a great Winston oh, Churchill damn. quote. There's a great Winston Churchill quote about how I'm I'm gonna paraphrase. I don't remember the exact quote, but it's like America will always make the right choice after all other options have been exhausted. <laughs> Was the effect of the quote, and I'm like, damn, he might have been onto something. Because <laughs> we did. I mean, like uh, we did. We we made objectively not the worst choice. Um, I I could say better things about Biden Harris, and I'm sure there are better things to be said. But the the one thing I will say is we made objectively not the worst choice. Um, there were there are good things about that choice, but again, objectively, not the worst choice. Uh, <laughs> I absolutely. But, uh, I I just want to say that I I fucking I hate that argument. But yeah. like it's not the it's not it you know because everybody says that like everyone's like well I'm gonna pick the lesser of two evils and it's just like yeah. well so okay yeah no no seriously like I mean they they're not even in the same league let's be honest like <laughs> Biden is just like a normal Democratic politician I mean give or take there's good and bad in there but there's 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 more I can live with than I can. Trump is just in a whole other realm, insanely bad that never should have happened in the first place. It only gets worse with time. So yeah, um, I I I'm flummoxed. I there's not I, I don't even know if enough could be said. Like dude, still couldn't even admit he lost, and he knows he lost. He just wants to grift. The half of this country that still thinks it's the same thing to do to not admit it, and also he can take money from, and just I there's there's levels there's levels here of just insanity I can't even speak to, but it's just like bro for the safety of the country, I mean you 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 basically like delegitimized elections for like half of the country that voted for you forever like I don't 
I don't think you understand how dangerously insane that is. I mean, you clearly don't, because if you did, you probably wouldn't do it. But I, 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 there's there's levels here I can't even go into. Um, gotcha. But yeah, it's just like, well, fuck America. You didn't do the dumbest thing this time, but you came goddamn close. Right. Uh, again, more can be said, but I, I don't know if it even needs to be. Um, I, but, I, I have, I have no objections. Yep. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, man, rest in peace, Black Panther. God damn, forty-three years young. Oh uh, my god, for, I just remembered. MF Doom died. Or uh, hold on, we get ah, I, spoilers. We're getting to that. We're getting to that. We're getting to that. Sorry, I just was like, that. nope, nope. You're you're right. You're right. No, I was that. I was coming at the end of the list. Um, anyway, go on. Oh, but uh, yeah, four year battle with colon cancer kept it on the down low. I, I I gotta say, I have I same with the the MF Doom death. Um, because his family revealed it today, he didn't actually die. Um, he's he died in October. He, he's been dead since like the thirty first of October. Christ. I. I gotta say, really impressed with the ability of, of families and all that stuff to uh, to keep things that are super personal uh, to themselves this year, isn't it? Like no, no, no one knew Chadwick Boseman had colon cancer. Like Chadwick knew, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. his close family probably knew, but like, like um, I don't think Kevin Feige knew. I don't think any of the Marvel execs knew. I don't think barely anybody knew. But no, he he grinded it out and did the best he could fighting a terrible disease on his like without the media eye. Um, I'm sure because that's who he decided his best. And like, yeah, he lost. But I have to have mad respect for for him keeping to themselves um, and doing what they thought was best for them. That was amazing, amazing resilience to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a tragedy, man. Like. I mean, speaking as a, a a a black adult who was once a black child, like I feel like Black Panther was one of the first movies that uh, first definitely one of the first black superhero movies, but like one of the few movies I've seen that felt authentic to uh, a black culture experience in America, um, let alone just like a culture experience just in general. I think it is it, one of the movies that. I mean, it was directed by uh, uh, Ryan Coogler, um, who, a man, he's done a lot of other really good uh, pieces uh, with, like, black leads. Like, he he directed Creed, um, pretty sure that's one of the... He directed Fruitvale Station, uh, which is another uh, story about, you know, black guy getting killed for retarded reasons um but i mean it was one of those it was it was a superhero movie that really felt like it got it um or or got a lot of the important stuff i mean it was still through the lens of a superhero movie let's be honest you know it's it's fictional media um but no it, it felt authentic it felt like a great story and it was awesome i'm sure for you know, black kids around the world to see, you know, a hero that they could look up to and, and a story that, that did feel authentic in its own way. Um, and to have, you know, a superhero to a lot of these kids, you know, die only after his first movie. Dude, sucks. Really sucks. Um, you know, shit. I mean, it sucks to suck. 2020, man. Yeah. I think it's one of the great. But, um, no, I mean, like, I mean, as like, even as, like, you know, those of the non-college persuasion, 
I mean, what did you think of the first Black Panther? It was like it was, it was decent. Like, what did you think? I honestly, I think it's one of the better. I think it's one of the better Marvel movies. Um, I, it's like in the top. I, you know, honestly, I it's in the top ten for me. Like, it's up there with like, like I think the Avengers movies are like, yep, really like they're up there. And like Black Panther was really good. Like, I. I don't know. Like I, I, they're way better than the Thor movies. I'll say that for fucking sure. <laughs> like, like, oh my Easy. god, dude. Easy. Like free. I mean, well, Thor Ragnarok's Easy. great, but I mean, yeah. but like a- every other Thor movie besides yep. three, they were they were they were, they were, they were Resident Sleeper. They even, were definitely even nope. three is like you know it's good, but like in a weird way, you know. Yeah, like, it's, it's like it's good because it's, it's like it's got quirky humor. It's not good because it's good. They finally yeah. realized that Thor is a funny character. Yeah, it should and, be. Or should be. Yeah. Yeah, and and yeah. like he he actually works better as like a comedy. So uh, much better. And so and it's better. like it's like once he stopped taking himself seriously, it's like the character is like way like, you know he's he's all right in the Avengers movies, but then yep. it's like. He just yep. hit a whole nother level once, yep. you know. Yep. And, nope. and then, uh, Taika Waititi definitely figured out, like, wait, no, this should be funny, and he was right. <laughs> yeah, and and like like him with uh, the Guardians uh, is going to be. I think I hope that's going to be up. really good. Excellent yeah. team up. That's Excellent team up. Can't wait. Can't wait. He's supposedly he's going to show up in the next Guardians movie, yeah. and they're going to show up in the next Thor movie. So yeah, no, super hyped for that. Yeah, um, definitely. But yeah, no, like, uh, thank you, thank you for the for the for the Caucasian persuasion flavor. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah. No problem. Um, man. But, no. Uh... <laughs> yeah. No. I thought. I, I, I thought that, you know what? I actually thought that. Like, I okay. So I I like Michael B. Jordan, and I thought yeah. I actually thought he was the best part of Black Panther. Oh, good. Yes. He was Boy, really good. Best villains in all of Marvel. Most com- one of the most like richly and complexly described. Um, you could see his plight. Yeah, you could see you could see the error of his ways that made him a villain. Yeah, uh, or, uh, but like at the same time, like you, yeah, you, you understood where the passion was coming. Yeah, it was so great, so such an amazingly crafted villain. Yeah, and, and like not not to mention like I couldn't think of uh, like somebody who better compl like he just complimented Chad Chadwick Boseman so well. And he was like freaking in, in in good insanely good shape. And like um I know I'm jealous of that body. That's that's like one of my like if I have like an inspo wall for like I want to look this good again one day. Yeah. Like Michael Jordan fucking shirtless scene when they're fighting on top of the waterfall. Yeah, it's on the list, man. For sure. Um and uh, I thought I just thought it was a good movie, and um, like it. Usually, any time that he was on screen, it was like it was a highlight of whatever whatever movie he was in. In my like, at, le- at least in the Marvel movies that I've seen, like yeah, yeah, no, he he was even great in uh, Civil War too. I, I, like one hundred percent, yeah, yeah no, he was he was excellent. Like uh, when he's going after Winter Soldier, yeah, yeah, no, I love that scene where like uh. Zemo was about to kill himself, and he's like, "No, no, no, you ain't done yet, boy. <laughs> no, you sticking in this for the long haul. You got more to pay for." And that was yeah, great. Yeah. And he was realizing that, like, he's just like, anger is not going to solve this, man. Like, we have to be better people. Um, which is something I feel that was like that was character development that carried over into his own movie, Black Panther, when he was yeah. just like, "No, 
Like, this is not good enough. We have to be better people. Like, we are owed to be better people. Yeah. Uh, to yeah. each other and, and to the world. And, and like, then, that shit was huge, man. That was, <laughs> like, it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was such a great, like, what we owe to each other moment, which I feel like is... Is is a philosophy that's not not talked about enough, Matt. Well, that that was like the that was the that was the message at the end of the movie was essentially like you know community is important. Like the everyone matters, and like you're you're like you're only as uh, you're only as weak as your you know your your weakest member. You know what I mean? And like that that's kind of how I saw the ending of uh, Black Panther. Like, um, that was what like what I took away from it because. Like I, I I like how like at the end you know because he gave because he gave back and like he like I think he bought that like uh, that complex and he like oh like, yeah 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 stuff. no yeah, yeah he's like I have to do something more for the people like all like all of the people that we we've, we've left behind and ignored because we've had privilege that they haven't had yeah no man yeah, that's, that's, that movie said so much while while like saying so little. It was I like it, it's right. and and Excellent. and and it was Michael B. Jordan's character that like really was the arc of like that message. Yeah, he was impetus for that. He was like, "No, we have to do better." Yeah, um, because it, other people would become like Michael B. Jordan. And yeah, no, it was like we have a responsibility to the world yeah, to be yeah. better than this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and and like like the even though like Wakanda is like the most like advanced society supposedly yeah. on Earth, it's just like <laughs> yeah, why are they like how I. I don't understand how they're hoarding all that tech, but you know, it's it's but not it's, not helping other people. Yeah, yeah, and not a... helping other people. Well, I mean, he, I think it was like the old guard that, like his dad, that. Um, well, wait, 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 wait. How is so? There's Wakanda, right? And then like, yeah. so they, there's like a town that's like a cover up for the city so, of Wakanda. No, no, no. So they have a yes, basically they they have a cover that they're like a third world nation. Um, but secretly, like, so they have like a bunch of like farms and outposts and a bunch of other thing, and like they pretend to be not as rich or technologically advanced as they are, but really they just have like a big like holographic cloak over their entire city. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. that like prevents people from knowing like what their real tech is like. Um, and again, like that was kind of the 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 one of the themes of the movie is that like we can't live our lives based in fear because we're going to miss out on the good we could do uh, yeah. in the world. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think like, you know, with uh, the, that was sort of like, like Michael B. Jordan's entire character was like, this is what we could, we can have if we, if yeah. we want it, if we choose to have but, it. It's like, like, if, if we take it rather than, you know what I mean? It was, it was, it was, it was choosing war over choosing peace and like betterment. Yeah. And, and, and like, uh, that's why, like, of course, like, it was sort of like a yin and yang thing where, like, you had um, the two Black Panther suits, like, fighting yeah. each other, where it's like, well, he's going to be the king of Wakanda if you... I mean, like, there's the trope about the the first hero origin story being, uh, or the, four, the first, like, Marvel movie, the first Marvel hero movie being, like... The movie where you fart, fight the dark version of you, like the Endemir dark version of you. But like, I'll be damned if that wasn't an amazing place for it because it fit the story perfectly. It it yeah, it had like a a very complete theme. Um, whereas 100%, 100%. like, whereas, like I can't, I could not tell you the theme of, uh, Thor one, 
or two. Yep. I have no like I can't I can barely I remember issues, two. Pretty sure dad, daddy issues was the theme of like the first two Thors. Well, the, the, I can't remember what happened besides that there was like a fucking like there was like a vortex that like you know like it yep. like things. Yeah. I, it just it was really dumb MacGuffin for the like the the yes. Infinity Stone and yeah. I don't know. It just like I prefer, much preferred. Like I loved the Captain America movies. Like I thought those. Yeah, well, they, 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 were, they were well written. I would say two is better than one. Oh, but for sure. For sure. Like like two is two is fucking amazing. Like was my two favorite is, movie. Two, two is like an action spy thriller. It's it's honestly one of the best Marvel movies they've made. I I think so too. I think so too. And and the first one is like hokey, but it has some good moments. It's not. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's as good as like black panther but um uh the the second movie is like right up there with my top favorite uh marvel movies because it like it actually took itself seriously and it was like i don't know it just like or it was so contrasting between the first movie and the second movie like the, yeah, sec- the first movie is just like it was hard to take serious yeah it was it was supposed to be hokey it was supposed to be like the villains were supposed to be evil caricatures um which i mean Let's be honest. Like, do you want Nazis that you kind of agree with nowadays? <laughs> because nowadays, like, I think we've passed the point where people don't understand why, why fascism is bad and why shit like that is bad. And it's like, do you want Nazis where you can see their point? I don't know. I don't know if you do in this day and age because some people are going to be like, "All oh, empire did nothing wrong," and it's like, no, they're going to do it seriously, and you're going to be like, "Oh, oh no, <laughs> oh no." Well, that, that's like I've told people yeah. before that, like the yeah. the um, the empire. Are you talking about in Star Wars? Like, well, I mean, like I I, I don't want to say like like I don't want to go like full with it. Where like there's the whole like Hitler did nothing wrong because that's like no no you're you're obviously like no. you're just you're being wrong. a fuck. Yeah, yeah, being... but like I mean, it's it's kind of like those people that are like start joking about empire did nothing wrong and then like at, at some point they trick themselves into believing it and it's like no no these were bad people doing bad things yeah like, they, they were they, they were they thought were good but no they were they're terrible galactic no not galactic but global genocide yeah. like destroying on entire many, planets scales, and like subjugation of basically the entire galaxy for no other purpose than because you want to rule it. Yeah, no, somebody it was, it was fucked up. Somebody had posted this thing that was like, you know, Darth Vader? Well, his parents died, and, and this happened, and, you know, uh, he had a terrible childhood, and he became one of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet. And I'm like, no, you don't want to be like Darth Vader. He's basically a space Nazi. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's terrible. Like, he's a terrible person who did terrible... I mean, he, like, he started by murdering children. Like, this wasn't yeah, that even... Was like, yet. like, this this was just a warm-up for him. Yeah, that was, like, literally the young links. Well, that and that village full of people, the, yeah. the aliens, the, the, um... Oh, my God, I can't even think of yeah, the yeah, that. That was bad, but it was, like... It was one of those things where, like, he was mad that they killed his mom. Yeah, but that's still not right. It's, no, it's not right, but, like, it's one of those things that, like, through the haze of rage... You understand, but everything well, after that, no, 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 no. You're just, you're just terrible now. You, well, you have to. You also have to start that the, it, the slide of dark side oh, yeah. had to start somewhere. One hundred percent. It was one of those things where, like, but he kept making bad choices, and I'm like, this is why he is a bad person. And I, I like how the like, okay, so like the the thing that would have made that movie better is if like 
instead of just like saying like, oh, and then he made this bad choice and then he made this bad choice. He actually explained to you why he like made every bad choice and it made sense like in some way. But instead, they're just like they just montaged him just like murdering people for like not necessary montage, but they they kept his screen time very brief. He wasn't yeah, around. No, was, dude, like there's so many problems with Revenge of the Sith. I can't even get on get into them now. Like as much as people want to shit on it, like honestly, I well, think that, the the most complete of the prequels was one because one felt like a whole movie and two felt like the rest of the story that he wanted to tell, but not in a good order with a good format or with like, or with like story beats that really kind of made them feel like their own movies. Yeah. Uh, or they just kind of well explained, like why Anakin is basically bipolar and flips on a dime. Let's be honest. Well, yeah, um, that, that and like, they're like forced love story in two where it's just like, well, I love you. And it's just like, what, when did that fucking happen? They were just like, like, if you watch it, there's literally a part where they're arguing and they don't like each other and they don't get along. And then the next scene is like, they love each other. And it's just like, so George Lucas had full creative control. And I mean, the prequels really showed that he can't write realistic human characters that act like realistic humans. Cause yeah, that was that, that whole relationship was a garbage fire um, of like, the the idealization of relationships when you're 13 versus how an actual relationship should work or yeah. anything should work in a believable way um yeah no uh like ewan mcgregor acted his ass off to try yeah, to save movies, but holy shit, yeah they were they were kind of not good I am so excited for the Obi like the Obi Wan TV show that they. Like, I am too. Holy shit, Dave Filoni and fucking uh, John Favreau have been doing amazing things with the Mandalorian. This is a shout out for anyone who hasn't been watching the Mandalorian yet. But holy crap, is it good? Um, it is very, 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 very good. Um, it brings a lot of the things you wanted Star Wars to feel like back, and makes you feel that way about Star Wars again. Um, it's gonna have spinoffs. Of characters that you already like, it handles characters you already like really well. Um, yeah, no, I'm very excited. Um, will it save the Star Wars universe? I don't know. Like the it, new, it movies were, the new movies were very, very, very bad. Um, I don't do, like. I don't know if they were bad. They just weren't like particularly good. Well, okay, so they didn't. They didn't write them in one order. They wrote them a movie at a time. You don't oh, write them. Oh my god! Yeah, time. you're right. That's why they like, felt so chunky. Okay. That's why they felt like three entirely separate movies is because they're just like, oh, we're just going to improv this, and it's like, no. Ryan, oh my god, what's his name, Ryan? Uh... Oh, it was it was J.J. Abrams and Ryan. Like, they had no plan for movies one through three, because, oh because basically, they wanted to, so this, this, was, this was the stupidity, this was the level of humorous there. They wanted to recapture lightning in a bottle and do exactly what they did with the first Star Wars movies, or just write them as they went along. No, that's insane. I also, I also think that like, like it's partly J.J. Abrams who's like, well, I made Star Trek and that worked out fine. And then it's yeah. like, um, you know, he just yeah. The hubris was the hubris was out of control. Like, no, no sane person. A, a trilogy is a, a set of three movies that are supposed to all tie into one thing. You don't write them a movie at a time. You write one complete story and chunk it out over three movies. Like, there's no sane plan that that was a good idea. Just because just because George Lucas 
had amazing enough writers to smack his bad ideas down um, in the original show, it doesn't mean you're going to have those. Like, the Luke Leia kiss? That's still weird as fuck. Like, 50 years later. Yeah, you can tell that they definitely didn't think that they were going to have a sequel. Um, oh, no, they definitely did not plan for Luke and Leia to be siblings. Because if you see that kiss, that's, like, a legit kiss. That's like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, you guys, you guys, like, you guys are from that Tatooine. Like, Tatooine <laughs> is, is the real Alabama of fucking space here. Like, y'all ain't playing. Is this, is this how y'all do things on Tatooine? Okay. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know there. Um, but, yeah, no, like, that was, that kiss is still weird as hell. And, like, it stayed in because they filmed the movie. They they wrote the plots out of order. So when you find out that they're siblings later, you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Han Solo's like, y'all weird for that one, but whatever. I mean, Leia's still hot, so I'm I'm gonna slide into that. But um, no, like it's yeah, like it. And so, just... oh my god, Ben, like uh, uh, the character of like. Ben Solo, uh, I got, I can't remember his name. Uh, Kylo Ren. Oh God, Kylo Ren. He's a com- he's a completely wasted character. He's fucking wasted, dude. They didn't. They, he had so much fucking potential, and they just didn't do shit with him. It's not an amazing meme. It's not an amazing meme that was like him talking to like Baby Yoda in like one of the scenes of the Mandalorian, uh, where he's eating the cookie, um, and he's basically like, "Hey, Baby Yoda." You're okay. Don't come to school tomorrow. <laughs> just like, oh, shit. Kylo Ren would be the fucking school shooter of Star Wars. Like, that's oh, so no. fucked up. Yeah, he's the edgy kid. Oh my god, like that's so fucked up. But it's like I get it. I do. Not, he he really was an edgy kid. Like he's an edge lord completely. Yeah, the, the character archetype was written so terribly from the it beginning. It was. It was yeah. because he was like he he was he, a bitch. He was, just, he was a little bitch. He was a little bitch that just wanted bitch. to be an yeah, he basically is like, like, oh, I don't know. It just seems so fucking stupid. It's it was a terrible. It was a terrible archetype for like. It was basically it, like that was my biggest problem with the Force Awakens. It was it was basically just a New Hope two electric boogaloo. Like you just rehashed all the plot points from New Hope, remixed it, and like called it your own movie. And it's like, no, this is just a New Hope. Like, what the fuck are you doing? I, I mean, I you fell for it. it. So you just made a bigger. You just made a bigger Death Star. That's literally your your, your MacGuffin. You made a bigger Death Star that blows up. They're plan- like, like blows up multiple planets as opposed like, shit. to one. Shit, like. This- Episode oh, uh, eight yeah. is kind of fucked. What are we gonna do? Well, we level. still have. Let's get another Death Star. <laughs> let's just make it bigger. Let's just make a whole planet in this. Oh my god! Not a moon size, planet size. How can we bring the Emperor back? Well, I've got an idea. All right. Yeah. If the first two Death Stars didn't work, let's make a bigger. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's the laziest writing in the world. Let's it's make really... a fucking planet with a shadow realm, and then we'll explain to you all of these new things about the dark side that fucking are not really, like, dude. I yeah, I, let's, let's let's not even go into the new trilogy because I mean all they right. were just so things. They get, like that. That's an entire separate podcast where we just fucking shred that thing to bits because Snoke. So lazy, so lazy. It's super lazy. Um, but God yeah, like Mandalorian, Mandalorian's trying to fix it. God, like again, God, God bless him in that task. Is those movies are just a nightmare of just ridiculous, ridiculous writing and plot points. But yeah, I mean, I, I God bless them for trying. Mandalorian in itself was really good. 
The spinoffs will probably be really, really good too. I'm hoping. The the, um, the extended Mandalorian universe. It's literally what it is. Bounce <laughs> <laughs> to you, the Mandalorians. That's <laughs> not Star Wars MCU. Uh, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, check out the Mandalorian. It's good. The spinoffs will probably be good too. There's a million of them. Um, but I mean, if they're all handled with the level of care Mandalorian is, those could be really good TV. Um, if and when they start making movies again, hopefully those will be good too. But God, they just need to figure out a direction for Star Wars to go and go in there. Because you know what they need to do? We're nuts. They need to yeah. make another Solo, the sequel to Solo. And what are they gonna call it? Duo? I don't like. We need a yeah. like Solo Two. I don't like. What what do you call that? Solo um, Two, another Star Wars story. Shut up. Fucking uh uh what was it? You know, honestly, a lot of people really liked Rogue One. And it's not yeah. that Rogue One's bad, but I still don't care about it. Like, I liked I, it. Like, I liked it because it was a closed story. Everybody died in the end. Hey, you told the whole story for once. Good for you, Star Wars. But like I okay, so there's a there's a few things that I had I had problems with with that movie. Like, first of all, oh, I people to it now too so a uh, fuck stories being ever over true i mean like but you know i I'm a, i have a big problem with stories where everyone dies at the end i know they have to because like you know it's it's like they would have been in the you know episode one or something like that or uh no episode six god damn it it's so confusing uh no four five and six what? Yep. Yes, four, five, and six. It would have been episode four, and uh, but they weren't, um, and it makes sense. But there, there was another thing. Like, the, okay, so the blind dude. Do you agree that that um, God, what the fuck's his name? That the I don't the, don't, the, don't, don't the, try the, to the blind swordsman. He exactly. he, he basically had um, like it suggested. It was very suggested that he had force powers. And so it was suggested that he was, if there was like one level below force sensitive, or if there was, if it was like a force sensitive level one, then yes, he would be that. Um, but again, the, the, let's. He's basically, a, in my opinion, he's a Jedi because, like, first of all, he's a blind dude who's able no, to fight. He got lucky. Like, it was one of those things. Okay, so that's more complicated than luck, but like, it's, he wasn't like full fledged Jedi. I'll put it that way. Right, like it, you could, he could definitely be a Jedi if he was trained. I think, but I don't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even call that. Like, I would. Shit? I would say really? like, there, are people, there are people that are like light force sensitives that like will never have the power to be Jedi's. But like, it's like the force is like, okay, yeah, sure. I mean, you you talk a good game. We'll we'll throw you a couple bones every now and then. They just have some midichlorians. <sighs> Something like that. Like 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 a uh, the lightest whiff, the lightest trait. Um, yeah, no. he, he i don't think he was i don't think it was supposed to be written in a way that he would become ever a jedi i just think it was like the force was like okay well i mean every now and then even humans can 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 check the force every now and then you know what i mean yeah well i'm not i'm not saying that he like okay so at first i thought it was kind of like it suggested that he could have been a jedi uh yeah. Like before, or like, or he could be a Jedi in hiding. Um, yep. But uh, and then, like the fact that 
he you know even talked about the force and he also was like a blind dude who like beat up like a group of people um you know it, it, yeah, no, I, I think he was he was um, if anything a very light force sensitive like i think they're i think star wars has if anything proved that there are different levels of force sensitivities oh everybody um, could have the force yeah or everyone can at least maybe sense sense the sense the basics of the force Everyone like, can be trained to be a Jedi and actually like move shit with their mind, but people can probably be like, "Oh, I probably shouldn't uh, walk over that cliff because there's a cliff there," you know, or like something, <laughs> something like that. I like, guess I probably have like senses. I probably shouldn't turn right in this maze because there might be a monster there, and it's like, "Oh, there was a monster there." Oh, wow! Thank you, thank you, Force powers. Um. But yeah, it's it's again, it's the like I don't know talking about the the ins and outs of the Star Wars universe. We could go on for years, and of yeah, course totally. they want a shit ton of different writers. Um, but I am really excited for what uh, they're doing over on the Mandalorian side. Um, I feel like George Lucas is back to helping out, um, and he wants to return a lot of the really cool stuff that was done in like Legends, which were like the books that came out years in years after star wars that kind of filled in the gaps like added like a post script to return of the jedi uh gave luke a girlfriend for a little bit uh some really cool plot points like that um you know uh which we might get so that'll be cool um but yeah so uh mandalorian's big in 2020 it's gonna be bigger in 2021 um other shows in 2021 i pull up all these things but then like i have five million tabs up here so i forget them um okay so we'll, we'll uh, let me you should just use me... your google edge account and uh you know save that for the for the for the podcast Dude, i really share i should make a more concise list because i'm staring at about like 30 different tabs and it's like i can't even remember which one i was on um but yeah uh let's see so all in all, that will be really cool. Um, I will circle back to, uh, yeah, I guess I'm gonna have to circle back to TV stuff because a lot of good shit uh, came out in 2020. A lot of shit got canceled. We'll get back to that in a minute. Um, for other dumb shitty shit that happened though, um, West Coast wildfires. Yes, California was burned down. That sucked. Uh, RBG died. This really sucked for a lot of reasons, including the current Supreme Court balance. But I mean, also she was a really dope lady that did some dope ass shit, um, defended modern society from the stupid, and actually tried to make it a more free society, more equal society, and a better society. Um, so she gets big up um, in heaven or Buddhist reincarnation or wherever she's going. She definitely put in hard work uh, to make the world a better place, though. Uh, she deserves credit for that, um, even after she's gone. Um, Trump got COVID. Yep, a lot of dumb things happened. Uh, I I could say you know sometimes what is it? Bad things happen to bad people, but bad people don't pay for bad things. Let's be honest. We, they're, they're too well insulated with their money and their power and their ability to access life saving treatments that like they're they can count on one hand of the people that have got that treatment because they have money and status and access. So yeah, that sucks. But he's fine. I mean, which is I guess good um because he didn't die which would have been even more of a pain in the ass but like fucking wear a mask bro like goddamn holy shit is it that hard um eddie van halen's death yeah this one really sucked dude legendary fucking music artist legendary guitarist um about that 
shit, man. Dude, 2020, 20 tech, tech oh, the hits. Oh. Uh, we took the hits. Um, I'm going to go through the, the celebrity death list, but there, there was a shit ton. Uh, Joe Biden becomes president. Hey, America, you did something right for once. Let's go. Uh, Alex Trebek died. Also really sucks. Dude was a legendary game show host. Jeopardy tried to raise the intellect of the country single-handedly with one fucking game show. Couldn't do it all its work on its own, but like, I will never have someone not tell me that Jeopardy is not the most intellectually savvy mainstream game show. Its questions are a lot more broad and a lot more intelligent than who wants to be a millionaire by far. A lot less stupid. Um, it really tries to show that, yes, like learning should still be a thing when you're an adult. Um, and yes, people can learn things and know things. Knowing things is good. Um, and we used to once care about that as a society. I don't know if we still care about that. But I mean, Jeopardy, I feel like was a show that really tried to teach that, you know, education and learning cool shit can be fun. Um, and I hope whoever carries on uh, the legacy uh, of hosting that show after him uh, tries to, you know, keep that going. I know they're going to do a bunch of guest hosts for now um, after his death to kind of honor him. Like, I know Ken Jennings, a lot of the big winners of all time have come on and host. I've seen a lot of, like, fan castings of, like, who should host next. Um, uh, one of them was, like, the dude from Reading Rainbow, uh, LeVar, LeVar Burton. Burton. I think that would be fucking dope as hell. That would, um, He would be great, yeah. Really cool. But, I mean, we'll see what happens. But, I mean, yeah, Jeopardy was an awesome show. I loved it as a kid. I was like, oh, shit, do I remember this random fact from, like, high school U.S. history or, like, other random shit from around the world? It was cool. It was, it was, it made, it tried to make trivia mainstream in this country. Um, and I will never downplay any of that for trying to make America smarter because I think it tried to. Um, kicking and screaming. Uh, COVID vaccine. Hey, we're starting to turn things around. Okay, but before we we do that, let's do the uh, let's do the who? Let's do the, the for whom the belt holds list. And uh, I mean, we've already gone through some of the the big ones. We've gone through Kobe. We've gone through some of the Januarys. But I mean, yeah, man, the 2020, 2020, You know, life is a give and take. Um, but we definitely took some lumps in twenty twenty. Um, and some big names decided to you know move on to whatever comes after um but yeah uh essentially shit let me i had this list where, where are we going okay uh so yeah uh neil pert in january also uh legendary uh Holy canadian drummer from rush yep yeah, neil pert. yeah i forgot about that one from rush yeah wow um christopher tolkien uh due to play Sauron. Uh, the White from uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, awesome actor. Awesome British actor. Uh, I know, hold on. Excuse me. Christopher Tolkien is probably a relative of J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, but I know we lost Christopher Lee a couple, like at least within the last like couple years. Actually, that might have been a while ago. Yeah, um, yeah he's an awesome actor as well. Yeah, I think he was Count Duke as well. So yeah, he was just a cool dude. That wasn't this year, but that was another year. Um, how do I get Christopher Lee and Christopher Tolkien confused? I guess that's an easy one. Um, but Mary Higgins Clark. They both um, look very similar. And one dude was, uh, he's Count Dooku and he's also Dracula. But anyway. uh, Mary Higgins, uh, the famous American novelist. I know my mom was super into reading murder mystery novels. 
I read a lot of her books. Um, pretty famous. Uh, let's see. Do 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 do. Kind of skip around through February here. Um, this is all this is on like Wikipedia, so you can check it out. But I mean, a lot of people that you just kind of forgotten about, but were like huge names. Um, let's see. Clive Klesler. Have you ever read a Clive Klesler book? Mm-mm. Oh, really famous American kind of adventure novelist. Um, he kind of he he kind of was the, the Ian Fleming of America. Ian Fleming is the British author of the James Bond books. Clive Klesler kind of wrote a little bit of the American equivalent with like his Dirk Pitt novels. Um, he had a couple other characters here and there, but I mean, they're all kind of like speculative, like Indiana Jonesy sci-fi. Like Navy man has to uncover um, some weird plot to like take over the world or destroy the world or something, something, something. Sometimes there's like ancient technology or like ancient lost knowledge. Sometimes it's like new technology, but it's always something really cool. Um, if you're if you're trying to get back into reading as an adult, um, these are definitely really fun books to do it um, and really cool little kind of like speculative sci-fi adventures. Um, but yeah, I mean the dude had been born in. Uh, 1931. Been writing for years. Got his son into writing. Wrote books with his son. Um, some of them turned out really good. I don't know if you ever seen Sahara with Matthew McConaughey, but that was one of the the few novelizations that tried to be turned into a movie. Movie didn't end up turning out great, but it was fun. Um, Catherine Johnson, the black woman who worked at NASA, fucking mathematician, badass, helped send fucking people to the moon. Hell yeah. Um, what is it? There was that movie that came out something unspoken unwritten yada 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 my memory's failing me uh but it's really cool um shit i gotta click on it because i hate hidden figures hidden figures that was that was the movie with uh taraj b henderson um they came out a while back uh check that out uh, if you want a little bit of the 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 katherine johnson story with hollywood flair but fucking yo women in fucking a lot of people, uh, people that don't get recognized very often, people of color, have been fucking pulling their weight in science for a long-ass time, and, you know, it's cool to finally... I mean, they didn't get their recognition at the time, but, I mean, when they die, they get some. Or when they get old, they get some. But, I mean, hey, man, been, people people have been doing shit, even if you're not paying attention. And, you know, it's always nice to sometimes see that, you know, they, they get some respect for it. Uh... Freeman Dyson, uh, British-born politician. Uh, um, I'm pretty sure it was the dude that came up with the idea for the Dyson Sphere. Like, really fucking smart dude. Um, yeah. And, yeah, like, shit. You know, uh, we lost him in 2022. So, uh, February 28th. Uh, but, yeah, uh, what else we got? kind of going through like the american and british ones that are that i recognize but of course you know this is an international list there's a lot of other people on this uh betty white's still around and kicking no hell yeah we got betty white for Holy 2021 baby. she's around for another year another hundred years hold on strong hell yeah but uh what else um do 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 i'm in april uh, oh, God. Who else? He's kind of famous. Uh, Carl Reiner is kind of famous American actor uh, and comedian. Uh, 
do 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 um Wilfred Brimley, another pretty famous American actor, been in a shit ton of stuff. Diabetes, yep. Diabetes, there you go. Someone remembers. Deep, deep lore there. Top, top of his, uh, in, you know, acting. I didn't scrap. I didn't scrap. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, that or maybe The Thing. He's in The yep. Thing. I don't uh, It's one of the best horror movies of all time. Arguably. But actually, one of them. Um, yep, Chapa Bozeman in August. Yeah, shit. Uh, went over that one already. Um, let's see. John D. Barrow, who's an English uh, theoretical physicist and cosmologist. Uh, another legend of the, the mathematics science game there. Uh, Let's see. We're in October. So, days apart, even though only one death got uh, revealed literally yesterday. Uh, It's now the first. Um, But October... No, actually both on the same day. Sorry. Uh, I was reading this wrong. But October 31st, 2020, we lost both the legend and the great Sean Connery. And the legend in the great MF Doom. Um, now I'm gonna, I could go on at so much length about Doom, and I will. Um, I'm gonna save it a little bit for the end because I just want to finish things in order and not ADD jump around in and out of the list. But I mean, arguably one of the most influential rappers of all time, uh, one of the most legendary producers and beat makers of all time. Um, practically popularized like lo-fi hip-hop before it was cool by himself. Just an absolute legend of the game. Uh, Remember, if you ever are going to talk about this man, if you're ever going to speak about this man in the future again, all caps when you spell the man name, um, that's the Metal Phase Doom. Um, And yes, uh, we will talk about him later, but I mean... So many words can be spoken. So many things can be said. Uh, phenomenal talent. In my opinion, he was like the... Like John Coltrane, the like the free jazz artist of hip-hop. Absolutely just a, a madman in creating like new, crafty, intelligent rhymes and beats using crazy different rhyme schemes and meters. Uh, he even f- like took uh, the name of that like volcano that erupted in like New Zealand or whatever. I can't even say it. It starts with an E, like Evan Goku. I can't even say it. And like put it in a rhyme just because you could do it. Um crazy, crazy genius of just lyrical wordplay and all that stuff like that. Uh, uh, crazy uh evil genius. Crazy evil exactly. Crazy evil genius. Self-styled after um the the Marvel Marvel villain, sometimes anti-hero Doctor uh, Doom. Doom himself uh, was, was yes was was a he was a, he was I hate the term but he was a black nerd before it was cool uh, or blurred that's the most charted world nerd, uh, word in the universe don't ever use it but I mean yeah I mean like he would often put references to like sixties Saturday morning uh, Marvel cartoons uh, like superhero cartoons in his raps. Um, made Star Trek references in his raps, uh, put out 
a record with like Adult Swim um, featuring like heroes from Cartoon Network Adult Swim and like characters from Aqua Teen Hunger Force just because he could and like Space Ghost because he could. Um, the, the consummate legend uh, on talent. Uh, just I could, yeah, again, I don't, I don't know. I said I wasn't going to go on at about I said I was going to circle back, but like, I mean, I guess I, I said most of what I could say. Um, I have just one. Ooh, so like, let me let me just do one little tribute to him. Um, and I'll just leave it at that. But like, uh, let me so let me see if I can do the first verse of like all caps. Um, just for the people out there that are fans. Um, I'm a terrible rapper. Uh, but I aspire to be a better one. Um, and like Mad Villainy, IMF Doom was one of the people that got me really hooked on hip hop uh, back when I was like young middle schooler trying to find out what music I like. So uh, yeah, uh, I'm gonna do acapella obviously because no music because you know you know DMCA. But uh, here we go. Uh, so. So nasty that is probably somewhat of a travesty. Having me daily told me people you can call me your majesty. Keep your battery charged. You know it won't stick, yo. And you know it's not his fault. You kick slow. Should've let your trick hold. <laughs> Should've let your trick hold hold chick. You sick low. Plus nobody couldn't do nothing once he let the brick go. And you know I know that's so much of snow. The beat is so butter. People slow cutter as he under the calm flow. Your mother, don't talk about my moms, yo. Sometimes he rhymes quick, sometimes he rhymes slow. A verse versa, whip up a slice of the nice verse pie. Did it on the first try, villain, the worst guy, spot hot tracks like he spotted a pair of fat asses. Shots of the scotch out from the square shot glasses, and he won't stop till he got the masses. And like, I can keep going, but like, man, the dude is a genius. The dude is a genius writing lyrics, absolute fire. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's a damn shame. But just remember, all caps when you spell the man's name. And, like, straight <laughs> up. Uh, yeah, I mean, dude, dude's a legend. I mean, go, go, like, hop on Spotify, check out his discography. I mean, even, like, NPR bites his, like, instrumental, like, hooks and samples for their, like, interludes between, like, um, like, segments. I mean, absolute touched everywhere in terms of pop culture and being an influence on the culture of like hip hop and jazz and inspiration and like, you know, making, making stuff go mainstream. Um, didn't do it for the clout. Didn't do it for the fame. Yeah. He got a little bit of that, but like, he wasn't on that like materialist, like mainstream rapper shit. Nah, he did it because it was an art form and he was good at it. Um, and much respect to him. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> but, uh, Dang, that was really trash. I should have rehearsed that before no, I did that. Boy, dude, it's it's not I, great, dude. Yeah. But I mean my my meter was like way off. But I mean, yeah, Doom is a legend, bro. If you if you ever if you ever like in a in a coffee house late night doing some karaoke, um, and you you know, you think you got some flow, um, you think you know Doom, you know, pull it up and show the people why why Doom 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 was a great. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh just amazing discography. Listen to it sometime. It's on Spotify. It's on YouTube. Uh, you can check it out on Wikipedia. It's all, it's all good. But yeah, Doom is a legend. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, amazing up to his family for keeping it a secret that long. Um, I know I'm sure it's been hard for them. Um, but I, I'm sure they wanted to let everyone know before the year was over, uh, which is when they released the, the information yesterday, um, that you know Doom was no longer with us. So 
Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, absolute consummate, consummate talent um, that influenced a ton of people and the music they like and stuff like that. So uh, shout outs, big ups, RIP. Um, but yeah, finished out this list. Uh, yo, bro, how are they gonna do us like this? Like, how SNL gonna do us like this? Uh, in October, we lost Sean Connery. In November, we lost Alex Trebek. I mean, come on, bro. I mean, I, you know they're doing the battle up in heaven where they're arguing over shit, like in SNL. But, uh, like, I didn't even yeah. put that together. Until I mean, you... oh, like, yeah. shit. Like, I mean, bro, if if there were two people were going to go the same year. <laughs> I mean, like, obviously that was, like, fictional, like, hype about them in, like, SNL. Like, I'm sure they didn't really fight in real life, but that sketch is legendary. Yeah. Legendary. Now, so I'll bring it up. But, yeah. I mean, shit, we lost your back and we lost Connor the same year. That's rough. Oh, they're both, both absolute legends. Uh... Let's see. Shit. Uh, I'm sure they're fighting up and having over something dumb. Uh, do, 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 do. And then December. Mother Trebek. Yeah, there you go. Suck at Trebek. <laughs> That's what your mother said last night. Oh, I'll, take the, I'll take the penis mightier for 500. So, like, I will never not. Like, I don't know if I should. Pres- like, okay, so, like, the man couldn't do anything but a Scottish accent. But holy shit, did he make me want to believe that he was the only Russian sub member with a Scottish <laughs> accent in uh, the Hunt for Red October? Because that was just like, you're Russian, but you're, I'm okay with it. I'll roll with it. It's Sean Connery, baby. I'm, it's, like, I'm a, I'm... It's, like, uh, it's like when Mark Wahlberg played that guy from Texas in the Transformers movie. He's like, I'm Mark Wahlberg. I'm from no. Texas. I'm no. a scientist. No. He's, 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 what part of Texas are you from? Oh, you know, the north side through, through Boston, you know. <laughs> he's a transplant. Uh, like- yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was crazy. He's like, uh, how long you live in Texas? It's like, how long you live in Boston? Like, it was, yeah, that was, that was nuts, bro. Like, people, people who just don't have any accent range playing characters just because the role says Mark, it was just sometimes just funny as fuck. Mark Wahlberg always plays just Mark Wahlberg. That's all he can play. Yep. But like, we're okay with it. We're I, just like Sean Connery. We're just okay with it. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. But um oh yeah, so December. Um but yeah, I just again, absolute legend. Um again, only only believable Scottish Russian uh sub submarine pilot in the world. Only only one I ever believe. Deep cuts. Deep cuts. But um, go watch Hot for Red October. It's a dope movie if you haven't ever seen it. Um, go watch Dragonheart. No, go watch. Uh, go watch. What's it called? Shit. Uh, Highlander. Oh, I feel like, yeah. yeah. Was he? Was he like a Scottish Spaniard in that? Like it was some, yes, something. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's the Scottish Spaniard that uh, trained. Uh, uh, Duncan oh, McLeod. Yeah. Is it? Wait, okay, so I get I get the, the McClouds confused. Yeah, there's two of them. That's the problem. The cousin. I get the co- cousin confused with uh with the guy from the movies all the yeah, time. The, the guy Duncan. from Yeah, one of them Duncan was the one in the show. And I'm pretty sure he yeah. might have shown up in the movies. The show was dope, by the way. Like if you want an example of like that great nineties was... character of the week writing, go watch that fucking show. It's so good. I actually had um a part 
oh my god, I think it was just we were just watching the twenty XX. Uh, yeah. I put it like a little scene from the opening of um, of that show, the Highlander show, because I used to I used to love that show as a kid. Yeah, it had the, it had the opening by Queen. Yeah, the show was dope as fuck. Yeah, Born to be kings with yeah. the heroes of the universe. That show was fire. Yeah, like, that, that, that's a fucking badass song. The show was dope as hell. Yeah, that's my shit. Yeah, like back when Queen did stuff for TV and movies, holy shit. Like the fucking We Will Rock You in fucking Mighty Ducks, fires fuck. I mean, granted, that was written before Mighty Ducks, but oh, still yeah. fires. Well, they did. Uh, uh, they did uh, Flash. Flash. They did Flash. Uh, yeah. 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 Hell. yeah. No, I remember watching that movie. I'm like, oh shit, is that Queen? And then they like show up in that fucking music video and shit. Yeah, yeah that was dope. Yeah, that shit was dope. Um, yeah, Queen writing fucking your. You, you know you've made it when Queen wrote your fucking intro for your show. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, they can. Um, they, they they can they can write some fucking amazing songs. That's for sure. They could write some jams. R.I.P. Freddie Mercury, but fucking... Yo, Brian, uh... Oh, God. Brian May? Yes. You know he's a PhD in physics? What a baller. I did not know that. I think... Uh... Well, after he after he was done rocking out with Queen, he decided to be like, yo, I'm gonna go and finish my fucking physics PhD, and he did it. I think the, uh, the dude, uh, the guitarist from uh, Black Sabbath... Is a doctor actually? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out! I think, I think, uh, and also the um, the dude from the lead singer of the, oh my god, uh, the Offspring is like I think he's like a chemist or a biologist or something like. Yeah, that. no, I know. Um, Dexter. I know what's his name. I know uh, the 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 shoot that German uh, action movie. Star, he is like I think uh, uh at least his undergrad in chemistry and chemical oh, engineering. Oh, oh, yeah, like he's not actually he's not. Uh, you're talking about um Dolph Lundgren. Yes, yeah, Dolph Lundgren has a, a, has a at least a, a degree in chemical engineering. He yeah. actually has like a few different degrees. Um, and like oh, I think baller. I think he has like a few master's degrees. Uh, shout, but, out, shout out to our educated artists out there, straight up. Yeah, that guy's that guy's dope. Um, hold it down on two fronts. Dolph Lundgren, yeah, I mean, Ivan Drago. And... Ah, the, so, like, the 90s and the 80s were such a magical time for writing, like, heroic character movies. Like, yes, I mean, those characters weren't real people, but I'll be damned if those weren't, they didn't make some enjoyable movies, you know what I mean? Yeah, Like, actually... everything was black and white, the characters weren't complex, or if they were complex, it was for, like... You know, not necessarily realistic reasons, but like, damn, those are some enjoyable movies. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually. I still have to watch Creed too. Um, I know it's on Hulu, and I've been meaning to watch it. I just, it's like I want to be in the mood to watch a movie, and I'll, you know, pop it in and do it. But... Yeah. yeah, they're definitely. I think they're well-written characters to be looked up to that weren't too problematic in the movies they were. In. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But um. Uh... Yeah, it was a fun time for for action movies like Cliffhanger, The Seagal, all those those crazy crazy ass movies like ridiculous scenes, the shit that should never happen. Like you should never just be hanging off a cliff like that. But Steven, Steven cool. Seagal should never get uh, a woman half as good looking as he gets in all of his movies. Uh, <laughs> True story. Especially True story. like like in the more recent ones. 
Seagal and Cliffhanger or was it Stallone? I can't remember. That was Stallone. Cl- Cliffhanger. Well, yeah, Cliffhanger is the, the movie about climbing. Uh, yeah, I knew I was. I knew I was fucking up. I'm like, wait, that was Seagal. Was it Cliffhanger? Cliffhanger was Stallone. But yeah, yeah. Seagal like oh. in his later movies, like he's he just like is completely old and fat, and he just like gets like banging chicks. And yeah, well, like, I mean that's no because he's not the legacy of the name. I mean, just how like Bruce Willis still gets action movies that. He probably shouldn't be in anymore either, but yeah, it is what it is. Bruce Willis should fucking retire. <sighs> probably, but goddamn, wasn't Fifth Element good? <laughs> um, but no, like, uh, yeah, I don't even know. Uh, yeah, Cliffhanger was dope. Um, we should definitely do a movie review of. Uh... <sighs> Why am I forgetting? What's that movie that? You know, it's the Stallone uh, Wesley Snipes movie that I should oh, know the name. Oh, Demolition of. Man. Yes, that movie is fire. Yeah, dude, that that's uh, that's that's one of my childhood jams. Hundred percent. We should do a review of that at some point. I love that movie. It's young Sandra Bullock, which was young, cute, and innocent, just yeah. enjoyable. You don't want to use the three seashells, and also Rob <laughs> Schneider's Rob Schneider's in that movie. Yeah. And they had, they, had, they had the multiple different cuts for like whatever market you were in. Like there was the the cart, there was the cut when like Taco Bell won the the restaurant war. There was oh, the yeah, cut with yeah. the restaurant war, and I think there's like one other cut. Like you can all look this up on Wikipedia, but there's like literally different like restaurant advertisement cuts in the movie. I'm it's actually not... I'm a firm Pizza Hut cut man. Yeah, no, Pizza um, Hut should should be Taco Bell hands down. I mean, but... I'm not saying Taco Bell bad, but Pizza Hut should have won that war. No, I just prefer that version of the movie. I don't really, I, I, I don't care about the food. I'm just <laughs> like, it's like you know, like there's gonna be somebody who's like, I only watch the Schneider cut of, yeah. uh, of Justice League. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like the guy who's like, I only watch the Pizza Hut cut of that movie. Straight up, straight up. I mean, let's be honest. If if the if the restaurants went to war, you know those those Pizza Hut employees would be putting those uh. Talk about place to shame any day. Well, you you see, both of them went out of business in our area, so you know. Uh, yeah. So I mean, they're they're fucking. They both they both would have lost their McDonald's and BK. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And some of the Krispy Kreme, that shit's gone too. <sighs> I mean, I like I I wasn't that mad because I wasn't that into donuts at the time, but I mean, I know we used to fund uh, Anime Boston through Krispy Kreme, so it's kind of sad that they uh, went out of business when they were so. Yeah, you said you used to have to drive to Boston to get Krispy Kreme donuts. It was nuts, bro. I mean, now you have to again, right? Shit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's a, uh, the circle well, of life. Yeah, real talk. Cycle. Um, but uh, yeah. So uh, last but not least, finishing off. Um, just other 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 big homies we lost in uh, 2020. Uh, Chuck Yeager, uh, legendary American Air Force uh, officer and test pilot. Literally, I think the right stuff is like a book from that like fucking legendary engineer test pilot era written about his life and all the crazy shit he did being a test pilot. Um, so bigs up with him, rest in peace, uh, died on the 7th of December, uh, Tommy Lister, um, dude, <laughs> my first black TV president from, uh, the fucking fifth element, like the black, black president, like even pre Obama, like before, before it could be a reality it had to be on, on the small screen. And uh, Tommy Lister helped do that for me uh, in The Fifth Element. Uh, also, like, he did a bunch of other crazy roles. Like, I'm pretty sure he was in uh, 
Friday. He put like Debo. If you ever seen Friday. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Okay. So now that you said Debo, I know who I know who this guy is now. Yep, yep. But um, yeah, just like actor, professional wrestler, just big black dude who could be funny, uh, who could still do some do some fun, silly character acting. Um, so yeah, rest in peace, man. It was, it was, it was, it was a it was a cool dude. He 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 brought fun energy to a lot of the movies. He yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, uh, John LeCare, um, one of the big, really famous English authors, uh, spy novels, um, wrote Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Haven't read it yet. I always wanted to. Um, there's a movie with Gary Oldman. Kept meaning to watch it. Still haven't yet. Um, it's on my to-do list, as are a million things. But, uh, you know, in the post-Ian Fleming era, uh, definitely another really famous British spy author, uh, a novelist. Um and then uh shoot uh Brody Lee uh so like yeah he was the i think he played like Luke Harper um in WWE um played and I'm, I'm breaking kayfabe here um but yeah no uh another famous really famous and like American wrestler uh who died this year so uh r.i.p man i mean that's like you know it's been a tough year for for a lot of a lot of <laughs> it's been, it's been a so, tough year so wait so you said we were gonna go through the bad stuff and then the good stuff when does the good stuff start to happen? i know right for real man 2020 yeah. taking the lumps yeah for sure um, but yeah okay so yeah no so we've done we've done the bad stuff uh we've gone through it uh there's covid vaccine hope things are looking up uh now we're gonna talk about you know the good stuff of 2020. So like, um, I'm, I'm about to like hop into the, like, you know, best whatever of 2020. Um, but I mean, again, you know, let me ask you, like, what was, what was another thing in 2020 that stuck out for you? That was like, yo, this is actually kind of dope. Uh, okay. So like all for me, it was all the GGPO that, um, you know, came out and all basically the games came out rollback? Yes. Yeah, all the all the games came out with rollback and like everything being updated and people playing old games um and getting to go back and play them and being like, yeah, th- these games are actually pretty fucking fun. Uh, did, did Parsec come out in 2020 or 2019? I'm trying to remember. Did did what? Parsec come out in 2020 or 2019? I'm trying think, to remember. I think I think it came out a few years ago, but I'm not I'm not sure. I th- I know it's been updated pretty no. frequently. Um uh, but yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So if, if for those of you who don't know, like Parsec is basically like, I, I would call it almost like zoom sharing, but for video games, like it trans, it basically transcribes direct inputs over the internet. So like you could be running an emulator or an emulator game or even a game um, on your computer um and be playing with a friend not over like the traditional networking of the in-game stuff but just through parsec uh, basically sending their inputs through for their computer to you um and acting like it's a local multiplayer so it's an absolutely super cool tool yeah it's 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 honestly like when i first got it it was kind of choppy but i was also playing people that were like um a little bit you know all over the place um, and had like a way or didn't have like good stable, you know, connections. Which yeah. you know, or that like wired is better than wireless any day of the week. So it's only gotten better since then. Yep. But yeah, no, it's Parsec's an amazing tool. Um, I think Steam heard all the hype and actually basically built their own Parsec with their remote play together. 
feature, which is what they added and incorporated. So, like, I mean, it, just the idea itself was enough to, to spur, you know, Valve off its ass to do something um, because it's absolutely an awesome feature. Um, and they showed it wasn't that hard to do. Um, but yeah, uh, Parsec is dope. Uh, rollback netcode is the future. Um, I should sure. try to show rollback netcode to people uh, but haven't already heard it. But basically, it's what makes your fighting games run like they should actually run when you're playing locally over the internet. It uses some predictive shit. There's a couple other things it does. It like disk. It basically separates the graphics rendering engine from the game rendering engine. So, like, if you don't have to transmit both of those things at the same time, you can kind of simulate which one you're doing over the internet um, to try to, like, make the pipeline a little bit more streamlined, especially over, like, weird connections that can drop shit. Um, but, yeah, it's it's really cool. It's a really cool idea, really cool technology. Um, one of the big problems in the U.S. was that, like, a lot of the code is figured out, um, you know, stateside, but Japan is, like, the home of, like, the, the most legendary fighting games pretty much in history. Um, so it's been taking a while for them to adopt it. Um, and yeah, uh, some of the companies are finally, finally learning. Not Nintendo, some companies. Well, I mean, they have a better uh, infrastructure there, and they're a lot closer together, at least for the most part. Um, yep. So it's easier for them to... Worldwide, they have to deal with people who don't have great internet infrastructure or hard gigantic countries like we are so yeah um no i'm happy some people are hopping on board the, the rollback train i mean the rollback basically reinvigorated melee because before people were playing through kind of wonky connections and then one software developer basically loved melee so much that he's like yeah i'm just gonna not work for like six to nine months while i all on my own for like no money, but just because I love this game, code up a rollback solution for melee, and he did it, and it's fucking amazing. And now melee is in its own another renaissance, just because people are able to play melee over the internet almost as fast as playing it in real life. Um, and that's crazy. That's nuts. That's awesome. What does Nintendo do that on their own? No, of course it takes the like, one insanely technically skilled fan to do that. Um, who has the the comfort to be able to take time off work, literally just to do shit he likes? Um, whereas Nintendo has money and could do stuff that they wanted to do but don't. Um, and yeah, rollback isn't even part of like Smash Ultimate. Like Smash Ultimate could be better, but they don't do it. But I mean, they're Japan Japanese company, um, and they're always like, in my opinion, like Nintendo's always like ten to fifteen years behind on the internet. So in oh, ten to fifteen years, maybe we'll finally get it. But uh, yeah, uh, rollback is how you want all your fighting games to play. Um, even if you don't play fighting games very often or just play Smash, you want it that role. Yeah, it, it honestly, like it, it'll, it feels like I'm in the same room uh, when I play against August. Even uh, that, that's that crispy shit. Yeah, it's it's the good stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, so uh, let's see. Um, I have a list here. Uh, PC Gamers Game of the Year 2020 was Death Stranding. Um, that's an opinion of some of PC Gamer. <laughs> no, uh, so yeah, I mean, let me let me pull up the official list because, and, and by official list, I don't mean official list. I just mean that the Game Awards happened about three or four weeks ago, and yes, uh, games won, games lost. Let's talk about it. 
Um, but um, all all in the whole, I mean, yeah, 2020 was an amazing year for video games, not just because of what came out, but just that, like, more people were spending time at home, and a lot of games got played. I mean, I think gaming is definitely breaking out as one of the next big, big forms of media. Oh, uh, I, th- like, I think not, it already has, you know? Yeah. But, like, I mean, well, it's, it's, it's the multi-billion dollar year revenue industry already i mean like fortnite makes that just for themselves uh you know the ea sports games make that just for themselves with their bullshit microtransactions yeah. i mean even with other games i mean it's you know it's 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 insane how big gaming is getting and honestly i think it's only going to get bigger when a lot of people see that like oh cool like i can interact with this basically small fictional world somebody made like it's, it's awesome yeah um i agree so yeah, I mean, I, as I said, I think more people are going to come around with gaming, and gaming is going to be mainstream. Like I already put like a bunch of gaming stuff like in my uh, my dating my dating profiles there, my social profiles, and like I get and I get gamer. Ladies be loving the, the the Mario Kart sometimes, or you know the Mario Party, um, because that shit a lot of people our age grew up with, um, and I think that's only going to be more true with time. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, let's see. So yeah, uh, Death Stranding was PC Gamers Game of the Year. Um, doo-doo, Hades was Euro Gamers Game of the Year. Um, and yes, Hades is an amazing game. If you haven't played it, go play it. It's really effing good. Good shit. Uh, it's a roguelite. Uh, the story moves along. The die, uh, it's like it's so well voice acted and just scripted, and I can't even. There's so many things I could talk about. Like uh, I think Max was saying earlier, it's a masterclass in game design, and that's why everyone loves it. And it 100% is. It's it's a very enjoyable game to play. Feels very good to play it. There's a bunch of different weapons, a bunch of different ways to play it. Um, it's kind of like a top-down uh, action game, but it's absolutely amazing. Uh, I really should. Yeah, it, it's it's not that expensive it's an indie game it's sold for indie prices i think you can get it for like 20 bucks but it's just really really good um but yeah uh so let's let's go down and look at kind of just at least the best game nominees um you know a lot of stuff is subjective winners and losers and stuff for the subjective but i'm sure a lot of the stuff people enjoyed what were you gonna say so uh what do you say is we're we're at about uh three and a half now yeah, you want to wrap up in like 15, yeah. 20 minutes, half an hour? Yeah, yeah. But would I be able to go to the bathroom? Because oh, I yeah, have yeah, an sure. old man bladder. Um, yeah, sure. Oh, sure. Yeah, go, to, go to the bathroom. Go do, go do what you gotta do. All right, man. I will be right back. All right. I'll work on what I was doing while you're waiting on. All right, cool. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll go through we'll go through games, and then we'll go through memes, and then we'll go through just a little bit of the the the, the twenty twenty one stuff we excited about. Um, but yeah, so like, shoot, man. I mean, some really fun games came out in this past year, like really and really good too. Like not even just fun, but good. Um, Doom Eternal. Like a lot of people like. A lot of people weren't sure if 
after Doom 2016, you can make a better game. And they did. <laughs> and like it was one of those things where it's like, wow, you guys are kind of reinventing the what made kind of the uh the Quake-esque like the action shooter special. Like I think a lot of people get bogged down in shooters thinking they have to be Call of Duty. And it's like, no, they can be so much more than that, uh, with some smart level design, um, smart weapon design. Um, I mean, this is a game that makes you use all of the weapons because there's a reason, a time and a place to use them all. Like so many just intelligent things um, about it. Um, and it's just, just a, it's a fun ass game to play. Uh, yeah, that came out this year. Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake. A legendary remake of an already legendary game uh, that made it so modern audiences could enjoy it. An action RPG, so I could I can I can I can push button I can push button number go up, um and it was it was fun. I mean I like it, I I watch playthroughs of it. I'm I'm still a broke boy that hasn't decided to spring for a PS4 or a PS5 yet, but I mean that's that's first on the list for when I get one because that game that game looks fun as fuck. Um, same with Ghost of Tsushima, bro. An American company made a dope-ass samurai game. Like, literally, like, they went to Japan, and they were like, do you like samurai game? And Japan was like, you did good, America. You did you good. Fucking, you're damn right we did. <laughs> and yeah, it's a sick-as-fuck game. Probably one of the best and most fun and kind of enjoyable, like, you know, samurai action movie-feeling samurai games in a while. Um, it's just an amazing world. Beautiful graphics. Like, ugh. I could drool all day, but just awesome ass game. Really, really fun combat system for an action game. Awesome. Uh, Animal Crossing. Pretty sure that came out this year, but either or, dope yeah, ass I, game. I think it did. Definitely. Um, I'm not a. I'm personally not an Animal Crossing guy, but I love games that just kind of let you chill, relax, and do like fun, silly shit. And yeah, I mean, Animal Crossing delivers that in spades, bro. Like a lot of people, a lot of people use that to get through their. Their, their their covid blues in 2020 just like you know you know it, it's like the meme where like this is fine we're like shit's burning on the outside but i got this dope ass got this dope ass home in animal crossing that i can always return to and have fun um and yeah a lot of people a lot of people enjoyed that and like it, it's got a cool community social aspect where you can go visit other people's houses so you know uh, you know a big part of like you know your community you know you know life media community effort like you're able to kind of support your bros through animal crossing um but yes the winner was last of us part two um i watched some of the playthrough of it i think a lot of people liked it because uh, again you know uh the games industry has a real big deep fascination with the movie industry and trying to like i'm not gonna say be like the movie industry but like we a lot of people like games that can kind of do that movie but also a game thing and I think The Last of Us 1 was an absolute perfect picture of that. Like, so much so they wanted to make a movie out of it because it's just so fucking good, so fucking well plotted and written, um, almost like a movie in itself. Last of Us 2, I feel like it tried to do some of that again. Probably did some of it well. Um, from what I know of the story, even though I didn't follow all of it, I don't think it was as gripping um, as Last of Us 1. But, I mean, this, is, this has been a long-awaited sequel for about maybe, like, almost a decade, so... Um, I'm sure people were happy they finally got it. It did a lot of it did a lot of amazing technical stuff, um, which is another reason why I think people liked it, um, and possibly another reason why it won uh, the game award it did. Um, but I mean, it's cool to see. You know, as I said, I'm a big believer that there is there is a like games don't have to be movies, 
but there's definitely a fun, interesting place of overlap um, between making games that are kind of like movies and movies like games. So I'm not mad about that. Um, games can be whatever you want them to be, and you know, having them be like films is also a cool idea. Um, yeah, and it won an award for best game and direction too. Um, it pretty much just killed the, the game awards. Like it took home a shit ton of awards. Um, the next thing that was won not by it was uh, best art direction, which went to Ghost of Tsushima. Also, yeah, I mean the game. Like I already said, the game is beautiful, amazing art. Um, the other nominees were Ori, Hades, uh, Final Fantasy Remake, and The Last of Us. All beautiful fucking games. Uh, Hades is a gorgeous game. Final Fantasy is a gorgeous game. <laughs> Ori in the Will of the Wisps, also a gorgeous game, as was its prequel, Ori in the Blind Forest. Um, best music went to Final Fantasy VII Remake. I mean, let's be honest. The Japanese know how to fucking score video games. <laughs> they, well, that, they fucking sure that. Yeah, that, that, that soundtrack is balling, too. Um, and, you know, I'm kind of bummed because I have that... I bought the soundtrack but it's on my PS4 and I don't know how to get it because I want to get it on my phone. Yeah. I don't know how to do it yet. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, I, I don't... Man, there, there's... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the Jap... Like, I mean, you could, you could go back. You could go back to the 90s and look at, like, NES games or even Super Nintendo games or even PlayStation games. You can go forward. Like, some of the scores for those games, you're just like, holy shit. I will remember this song... 10 20 years later because it is that good um, and a lot of the final fantasy games have soundtracks like that so it's like yeah they do yeah i mean if 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 i were to say i think for me i don't know about nine but i know that uh six seven eight and ten all have amazing soundtracks um and I don't Even really... for like the game that looked like jank, like place. I mean, it wasn't jank at the time. It was the height of graphics at the time. But like, right. even like going back and listening, watch playing those games with their like on the original hardware, even with the, the jank graphics. Listen to those soundtracks. You're just like, holy shit! Like, whew, impressive. Yeah, yeah there, there's uh, some really good, good stuff. Speaking of which, I still have to go back and and play the um, Final Fantasy VIII remake. Uh, yeah, no, I have. Uh, yeah, I have. I think I have eight too on my. I have. I have like eight and ten that I want to play because I might have been nine and ten. But yeah, like I have them on my Switch, and I'm like, I keep needing to like, get around to playing them. Literally, <laughs> yeah, the perfect I, I, way to play them. Ah, uh, portable? Hell yeah! Switches. I switch is a dope console. As I said, Nintendo does a lot of things ass backwards, but one of the things they definitely understand is people want to be able to take their games anywhere they have to go, and they. they but she can pretty much do that. Um, the internet, internet, and other shit is one thing, but being able to be portable is another. Um, you know, one day, one day we'll we'll all pay money to our Stadia overlords for rent. But until that day, yes, yeah, Google it's coming. Stadia? It's coming. For you. It's the silent. It's the silent killer. It's gonna sneak up on you. I mean, uh, the best you way play to, Cyberpunk. Best you play way to play Cyberpunk. Yeah. Yeah, this is the thing. They're going to get you. They're they're lulling you into a false sense of security so they can knife you in the back with how good they eventually get. Wake the fuck Uh, up, samurai. Basically. We have have a game industry to burn. 
<laughs> we have credibility to burn. Basically, yeah. I mean, Google's got money to throw at the problem, so they're not hard up for that. Uh, games for Impact, tell me why. I don't know much about the Games for Impact category. For a thought-provoking game with pro-social meaning or message, it's cool. I'll have to kind of research more of that. There were some really kind of unique games that came out this year. Um, there's another game I'm going to talk about that, like, it's like a photography game that like tries to teach you how to take good photos. Like there's just cool, unique games. Like I like the idea that people can use games to teach different skills or ideas. I always thought that was a really neat concept and some cool games like that came out this year. Uh, best ongoing game, No Man's Sky. Really interesting. It beat out uh, Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, and Fortnite. I mean, wow. yeah, out of those yeah. games. No Man's Sky at least deserves it for the the E for effort. Um, everything else is kind of like, yeah, it's a game, but like, what is what more is it? Like, No Man's Sky is like, I can build a whole world, and also, yes, space is huge, and also, yes, I can finally play with my friends. So they delivered on that promise, so yeah, I can see why it won out of those. Uh, best indie game, uh, Hades won because it's dope as fuck. Yeah. Uh, another nominees were Carrion, Fall Guys. Spelunky 2 and Spirit Fair. Now I'm wondering if this list was put together before or after Among Us came out, because holy shit, like Among Us should have been honorable mention. For uh, games that blew up in 2020. I mean that that yeah, so yeah, best mobile game, Among Us. Easy. Easy money. Easy free. clap. Free. Uh yeah, I mean everyone's almost heard of Among Us right now. Like game like it came out at the perfect price point. Game's five bucks. It's free on mobile. <laughs> I mean, I have it, and I've never played it. Yeah, no, I hear it's fun. I mean, like, the, the, the toughest part about it is, like, finding ten people you can play with that you know, because it's more fun that way. Um, And also probably doing it over, uh, you know, Discord. But, I mean, like, for, for streamer games, for games that are, like, fun little games that you can just kind of play with your friends, uh, but still have a, a blast, yeah, Among Us is up there, man. It's like Lie to Your Friend Simulator, only it's kind of fun. Uh, but yeah, uh, other other big um, games that grew this year, Genshin Impact. Genshin Impact came from the idea, supposedly, that they wanted to make a uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, but with anime waifus. Uh, and, and they did all of those things. And that's an insane idea, but it's also genius, because holy shit. Make a game as good or deep or fun as Breath of the Wild. Make it free. Put waifus in it, and then charge people for their costumes. They're they're printing dollars. Easy, e free. So like, yeah, I still haven't gotten around to playing it, but it's on my list because it's like, oh shit, I don't have to pay money for this unless I want more shit. Sign me up. Like, yeah, this is just a game, and it's and it's a single player game. Like, it's 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 kind of breaking the 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 freemium microtransaction mold of like. Well, we're gonna make a microtransactions game, but it, you have to play with other people. And it's like, no, I don't. I just want a fun game I can play. Um, and they did that, and a lot of people really like it. So, kudos, kudos to that. I think it was like a Chinese studio, but I mean, all great ideas, all capitalized on, all to make a really fun product a lot of people enjoy. So, great business sense, good game design, great art design. You can't follow any of that. Good, good job. Uh, and then I guess the other nominees were like Legends of Rune Terra, uh, which I think is like a card League of Legends game. I don't know. 
Like, they don't know much about it. And then Pokemon Cafe Mix, which I also don't know much about. And then Call of Duty Mobile, um, which I hear a lot of people really like. I'm, I'm not going to be the type of, I'm not going to judge anyone who plays Call of Duty on their phone. I just feel like, I, like as someone who grew up playing shit like that on a controller, I'd rather play on a controller. But, Call of Duty Man. Yeah. Big ups to people that play FPSs on phone. Like, they, they came up with a really cool UI interface to do that. What's I just that think. All about? Yeah. I don't know. I would just go crazy trying to play an FPS on a phone. I'd be like, "Where's the buttons? I want to. I want. I want controller. I want. I want shoot shooty with trigger." Um. But yeah, best community support. Uh, Fall guys won that. Uh. Best VR AR. Uh, Half Life Alex. Yes, there was a new Half Life game that came out this year. Yes, crazy. I know. Um. Valve did it to sell VR headsets. Yes, Valve is still design games. We didn't know that, but they could. Um, I heard Half-Life Alex is really fun. It almost makes me want to spend $1,000 on a Valve Index. I won't, but it almost makes me want to. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I I definitely think VR, having played a little bit of VR gaming on a friend's uh, VR headset, I definitely think VR, AR, XR uh, is is a future of a lot of technology. I just don't think we're there yet. Um, but it's 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 apps like this which are gonna help drive up the install base. So I got I gotta give credit where credit's due. Um and uh yeah, uh best action game, uh Hades it was up against Doom, Half Life, Neo Two, uh and Streets of Rage four. Streets of Rage four, also something I didn't think we'd get this year, but also very, very, very cool. Uh, yeah, the game kicks ass. Holy shit! I mean, I, I don't know if it was the perfect year for it, but like taking out your aggression with a classic beam up, good ass time, good ass time. Yeah, no, it's uh, I had a lot of fun. I played through the, played through and beat it uh, with a friend. Um, yep, I played it with you a little bit too. Yeah, I, I, it's been a long time. I don't even remember who I played it with, but I, I actually still I bought I double dipped on that one because I liked it yep. so much. Yeah, I have it on the Switch and PC. I have it on the Switch. I haven't got it on the PC yet, but I plan to. It's a very, very good game. Double dip. Double dip. Um, best action adventure. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima, Spider-Man Marvel's Morales, Will of Wisps, Jedi Fallen Order. Last of Us won that. Um, but I will say, Fallen Order was a cool ass game. Um, it, they basically decided to make yeah, let's do Dark Souls but Star Wars, and yes, that was an amazing idea. They were absolutely right. Um, just just a cool game, cool game. So much that people want to see characters from that show up in Mandalorian. So cool game. Um, Spider Man Miles Morales spinoff. I mean, exaggerated swagger of a black man aside, a very cool game. Um. So, I mean, it showed off kind of the PS5's, you know, awesome loading times. It was a launch title for the PS5, so PS5 at least has the games, or some of them. But, uh, no, I heard that was really fun. It had its own kind of unique differences from uh, Spider-Man, uh, Re- Spider-Man, and people liked it a lot. Um, best role-playing game went to Final Fantasy Remake. Um, Final Fantasy is an RPG. Uh, I mean, you... I, I guess you role play as Cloud. I don't know. Like role play, like I think RPG is such a general term right now. It doesn't really capture all of what an RPG could be. Because like, yes, it's an RPG, but I mean, Cloud is a, he's he's kind of a blank slate, but he's also kind of a fixed character too. Um, 
But he I mean, yeah. Fled, like he's yeah, he's definitely a blank slate at first. Um but he sort of like he starts to flesh out later on in the game. Yeah. Yeah, I as I said, like I think there's 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 different forms of RPGs where it like lets you kind of build your own character or it just lets you kind of choose the actions of a character already there. Um, I think the only one that's like the true blank slate on this list of like Game Awards nominees was Wasteland Three, which is like, yeah, it's it's basically like a, a full RPG, like build your own character, do shit you want to do, stuff like that, choose different factions. Um, but yeah, there were some dope games that came out this year, man. Like Yakuza Seven, like a dragon. It's basically Japanese GP, GTA, but like, uh, it's supposed to be more fun, and it is very fun. Well, um, it's a yeah, it's an RPG, right? The yeah, no, so yeah, no, so they they changed. If you don't, most of the people who listen probably don't know anything about Yakuza, the Yakuza games, but yeah, they were basically like GTAs, but had kind of like action combat style systems. Like, think uh, I wouldn't say think Batman, but similar kind of like action combat. And they decided, no, we're just gonna be different. We're actually gonna make this one a turn based RPG uh, for Yakuza Seven, and it worked out amazing. So, like, it's super fucking fun. They wanted to make, like, it's actually called, like, a dragon, uh, only in the U.S. title. Um, the Japanese title is, like, Yakuza 7 Dragon Quest. Um, because, like, the, the the main character got, like, dropped on a head when he was a kid and, like, loves Dragon Quest. So, like, at a certain point, he starts, like, hallucinating that shit's, like, Dragon Quest and everyone just rolls with it. Um, but in a, the game, like, kind of meta, like, plays like an RPG. But it's cool as fuck. It's super fucking cool. Did you hear that the the director of uh of that wants to take I believe it was the director of Yakuza Seven, but he was saying that uh he wants to try to make a Sonic game. Um, I didn't hear that, but I mean, if if anything he makes with this much polish, I'm interested in uh at least to try because goddamn this was a cool game that was unexpected, especially with like a big divergence from what they were originally doing in the past. Um, but yeah, it's 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 basically like a GTA with fun mini games, um, and its own kind of quirky style. It doesn't take itself as seriously as GTA is. Um, so if you're if you're an American who's never played a Yakuza game, um, there's a bajillion places people will tell you to start. Some people will tell you to start with zero. Some people will tell you to start with like Kawami Two. There's some, the naming convention of Yakuza is insane. But I mean, honestly, the cool thing about Yakuza Seven is you can just drop in right there and not have played any of it. And still enjoy it. Um, I wanted to start with this game, and absolutely did a great job. Kawami um, means extreme. I just yep. have to say that oh. I don't know why, but I do. Yeah, yeah. learn learn Japanese every day. Hey. Uh, best fighting game uh, winner was Mortal Kombat 11. Um, fighting game people love to complain, but holy shit, this was probably the biggest budget fighting game ever made. It looks like the biggest budget fighting game ever made. And it's pretty fucking polished too. Yeah. Um, so big up in NetherRealm WB Studios. Big ups to Ed Boon, who's been fucking spearheading Mortal Kombat since the fucking nineties, when like shit was like, like mo-capped people on a background in two D. Like the man's been in the industry a long time. He knows how to make a clean fucking game. This is a really good fucking game and a really good fucking fighting game. And yeah, different fighting game artists have tastes of like, well, I like this and I don't like this, and they're very picky. But it's still a really cool fucking game, guys. It's probably the best fighting game they've ever made. Um, in fact, a lot of people bitch now because they think it's overbalanced. Um, really? Which is hilarious bitch for fighting game players because oh, yeah. fighting, 
are, are even quicker to bitch when something's unbalanced. But now they're like, oh, it's overbalanced. I can't do crazy shit I was able to do in the last game. It's just like, what the hell do you want? But um, no, Mortal Kombat 11 is a cool-ass game. Uh, if you can get it for cheap, you should try it. Um, it keeps getting cheaper and cheaper because that's kind of the way WWE business model works. You get more and more stuff with it. Um, but if you want a fighting game to hop into, have a good time. It has amazing online because WB in the United States companies will spend the money to make good online. Try Mortal Kombat 11. Hey, August. Uh, have, yeah. I showed, have I showed you my uh, my salt ham? You have that I, that I made? Okay, so I, I don't know if you can see it on stream, but when it pops up... Uh, this is for you know when I'm playing some fighting games. Yep. I don't know if you says salt now. Oh yeah, hold on, hold on. I'm I'm gonna want to see that that any that NACL screen. Yeah, show me show me the salt cam. It should be on right now if it's not popping up. Oof. Let me reload. Reload. I'm not. It's not. Is it just me? I'm saying tech. I'm seeing Takan. I should be in the corner on the. Oh yes, it's salt now. Ah, oh, yeah, that's funny. I like it. That reminds me of like uh, Punko's Angry, Angry Punko. Mouth. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I just, cool. I think I'm gonna change it to just salty. Yeah. But you know, just to sort of. No, know. I mean, in fighting game, people will get the joke, but yeah, totally. yeah, no, it's 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 funny. I like it. Uh, best family game was voted as a crossing one. Eat out uh Mario origami. Yeah, we got a new paper Mario this year. Uh it kinda the hype kinda died after it came out, but we got a new paper Mario this year. Uh I don't know. Nintendo fans are that's that's a franchise that changes a ton every game. And I think a lot of Nintendo fans kinda get pissed because they like certain games and don't like others and they want shit back and that's not the way Nintendo does things. So that's between Nintendo and God and you know what people want is kind of relevant, but yeah, uh, a new Paper Mario came out this year, and it had good things about it. But the fans want a, a new Thousand Year Door, and they will not get it. It looks like. Um, uh, best sim strategy, Microsoft Flight Simulator. I mean, honestly, it's no big secret why they won this. They literally simulated the entire planet, and we're just like, yeah, fly wherever the fuck you want. Like that's insane. Like, they literally, like, GPS mapped out pretty much the entire planet and just said, yeah, these are real airports. These are our real locations. Please, fly wherever the fuck you want. Um, Real, like, I don't know if it's real weather, but it's, like, it's a special, like, weather system that updates. It might actually have live weather. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, that's the insane level of detail these people got up to. Um. But yeah, it's it's it's. I think it's like the first like true Earth mapping flight simulator. It might not be, but like they put a shit ton of detail in this, and it shows. So yeah, flight simulator twenty twenty. Holy fucking shit, Microsoft! This is yeah, insane. Wow. Very very cool. Um, other cool sims that came out this year: Crusader Kings three, Desperados, Gears Tactics, which is like an XCOM, uh, Gears of War game. That's cool. I want to play it. I, I already like XCOM though. Um, XCOM Karma Air Squad. They wanted to make a Squalor Squad-based XCOM game. They did. Uh, people enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else can be said there. Uh, best sports racing sim. We got a new Tony Hawk game this year. That was really an old Tony Hawk game, but it was good. 
So I'm okay seven. with it. Yeah. Yeah. We got basically a definitive remaster of one and two with modern graphics, new and old skateboarders, and was actually like a lot of the new mechanics that we loved that were made during the underground. And it all came out in one game, and it was really well polished and didn't have a shit ton of glitches and really easy to play. And yeah. people still love Tony Hawk because Tony Hawk is a master class and fun game design. So yeah, people love this too. Um, so yeah, Vicarious Visions, Activision, amazing. You basically reignited Tony Hawk for a whole other decade of, of kids. So yeah, honestly, big good on you. Big ups. Uh, best multiplayer Among Us. We already talked about it. Game's fun, fun as fuck. Uh, best debut game, Phantasmophobia. Haven't played it. Mean to. It's got some really cool VR features and other stuff. Um, best esports event, League of Legends. Not super in a league, but good on them. Best esports game, League. I mean, these leagues have been doing esports for a while. That's not surprising. Um, but yeah, esports. But um. Yeah, no, I mean, this This was definitely a year of gaming um, uh, for a lot of people because a lot of people had more time at home or they're spending more time at home. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's cool that, that gaming is becoming, you know, a, 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 a big part of pop culture. As someone who, who's always thought it was awesome, you know, it's cool to see, you know, something become more mainstream. For sure. It's, it's a great thing, man. Um, yeah. But, um, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm almost I'm almost wrapped up here. Um, let's see, twenty. Do do do. Are there any things you're looking forward to? And I mean, I can talk about TV shows for 2020 for another date. Yeah, yeah. shows for another date. But like, what are you looking forward to in 2021? Is there anything big like film, pop culture, media, anything? Oh man. Oh. Let me think. Um, damn, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what I'm looking forward to. I feel like I, I like follow so many, so many fighting fighting games or whatever. I would. I tell you what, I would like to see. I would like to see more fighting games or um, like I'm I'm kind of wondering who they're gonna release next on on Tekken Seven. Uh, and, yeah, uh, yeah, Tekken, Tekken was an uh, I mean, they even made Tekken work better online this year, like just because of COVID. Like, they're yeah. probably had online was such a big pull on this year. Um, as someone who tries to stay up on fighting games and watches tournaments fairly actively, um, it was cool to see in a, in a year that had a lot of that basically had to deep six all of the in person tournaments. A lot of really cool online tournaments were started up, and a lot of companies really, really came out to try to support that. Um, and it'll be weird kind of seeing it dip back or split back when, like, COVID's over and people are going back to in-person tournaments because a lot of really cool weeklies that people watch every week, like weekly fighting game tournaments on East Coast, West Coast, kind of the best of the areas, um, couldn't meet in person. So they decided to hold online events. And some of these online events were even more hype to me than the in-person events because the in-person events are people that usually live within like 60, 100 miles of the location and have to drive in. But no, you have now you can have people from all around the state. Um, and when the, the Wi-Fi is good, or not the Wi-Fi, but when the, the Internet's the, 
the networking in the game is good. People from all around the country can play. And like I don't know if I'm gonna want to give that up seeing like people from like Philly play people from New York or people from Florida playing people from New York um in fighting games just because like we can do that. Uh or yeah. the people from all around the country playing other greats from all around the country and seeing like that level of talent happen in a weekly as opposed to like two or three times per year, that's gonna be sad to give up. So it's gonna be really interesting to see how the, the fighting game community decides to split its talent um, once we, we end COVID, decide whether or not they want to be like, well, we got to keep this online shit going because this is amazing, or are we going to go back to the in-person shit? I think, I think it's going to go both ways. I think some people are going to be like, stay with the online hype because, I mean, online is, is becoming pretty much almost a legitimate form of play. Um, and some people are going to go with the in-person hype because, you know, that's its own thing too, and some people like that more. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, 2021, I'm, I'm definitely interested in seeing what's going to come out. Um, I know Moon shit's been held back. Uh, we've been waiting on James Bond since like, I think February, May. So I'll be really interested to see that when it comes out. Um, <laughs> I know MGM just sold its entire studio. So they were, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, they're already broken. James Bond money's cost a shit ton. So not having that movie come out this year probably hurt them a shit ton too. But yeah, I mean, uh, we still will, that movie's done. So regardless of who owns MGM now, we get uh, the James Bond sequel this year, the, the last uh, Daniel Craig Bond, uh, which I'm pretty excited for. Uh, you know, we're supposed to get Black Widow. Uh, we'll probably get that sometime this year. Um, the Marvel uh, hero TV shows, so like their own Marvel TV universe stuff's gonna happen. Like WandaVision, uh, Loki is getting a. TV show, uh, Captain America Winter Soldiers TV show. Um, those will all be really cool, hopefully. I'm excited for them. Um, and, yeah, I mean, other, like, you know, I'm sure there's some really cool games that are going to come out next year. I haven't really been paying attention on the games front so much just because so much crazy stuff came out this year. But, um, yeah, no, I think it's going to be a really cool year uh, for a lot of stuff, especially you know, once COVID kind of lays off, people are able to kind of go back and, and do stuff in person um, and, you know, find out that now they have all this like, really cool online infrastructure to, to distribute things. Like, I know a lot of a lot of studios are now looking at that HBO model and being like, hmm, maybe like maybe we can make some extra money by releasing movies um, on our streaming services as opposed to just doing it in theaters. So it could be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I'm actually more so just I'm also just excited to have movies come out that aren't in theaters. And I could, of course, you know, theaters are nice, but streaming services are also pretty, pretty dope, too. You know? Yeah, no, it'll be it'll be real nice to have new new movies again. Just do anything. Oh, my God. Yeah. They definitely got deep sixes here. A lot of TV shows even got shut down for production. Uh, I'm pretty sure like one show I can't remember if it was like Law and Order or some, some dumb show they decided to do like an entire back half of their show animated because they couldn't get the actors in person or some crazy shit I can't remember what show did that I want to say but it could have been something else but like there's just a lot of weird experiments that had to happen this year because like COVID interrupted a lot of film practices uh, and, like yeah you, you get even like crazy moments where uh, like get the Tom Cruise rant of him going off on people for not following COVID procedures. But I mean, that shit can be real. If one person gets COVID 
the whole fucking studio has to go down for however long it takes to make sure no one else has COVID. Um, and like a lot of big, like his main complaint was like a lot of big movie studios are looking at us right now and wondering, like, based on how we do, whether or not they should do anything. So like that entire industry is kind of being hamstrung because of COVID. And like, it's one of those things that like, you know, he had a point, like you guys should take this seriously in a certain way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's going to be interesting. Like, I really hope film and TV comes back. Um, I know, you know, it was definitely a, a, a fun way, easy way to pass the time during 2020. I know I saw a lot of funny memes about how, like, uh, I saw a meme about, like, a statue to the great heroes of 2020. It was just a dude sitting on a couch, like, playing a Switch. <laughs> but, like, I mean, really, like, if, if you could stay home, and, like, if you had a job that allowed you to stay home, and not everyone did, because, I mean, yeah, that's that's the economic world we live in. Um, our government didn't do anything to help people that could or couldn't or lost their jobs. I mean, yeah, we, we suck. We know. Hopefully we get better. Um, but the people that could stay home or work from home or ended up having the financial stability to take time off work, uh, for whatever reason. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you best serve the public by staying inside, not going out too much, or at least trying to stay away from accidentally infecting or getting infected other people so like you know big ups to the people that were able to stay home and you know try to try to try to find some fun fun stuff to do at home um i'm sure you know the extra shows on netflix definitely definitely could have helped uh, or definitely did help so yeah i mean it, it, i think this was a great year for the digestion of culture if you had time to do so um so yeah i mean hoping here's hoping in 2021 that you know every, everyone learns something from that yeah for sure but uh, uh yeah no, I mean, that was that was kind of my 2020 2021 wrap i mean just big ups to the new year i'm excited uh to you know take take what i learned about myself about the world and you know try to try to reapply it try to get better try to try to improve I'm ready to wash this 2020 ass out of my mouth. Hell yeah, for real, real talk, real talk. Uh, and today is the day we start. We start the the teeth brushing. Hell yeah, amen to that. Fucking no orange juice right after. Just right about a business. Exactly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, 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 yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Good luck to everybody in 2021. I think we we did a, a pretty pretty thorough recap. We got like a four hour recap here. Yeah. Damn. Um, yeah. I don't think we we even went over everything, but I mean, there will be other podcasts in other days. Um. That we can do it, and I'm just happy I have bros that like, you know, are willing to listen to me talk. <laughs> More than I probably should be talking, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, and just hang out with. So uh, you know, and like thanks, thanks for being the homie, uh, Matt, and uh, yeah, good luck to you in twenty twenty one, man. Same, yeah, same August, with Matt. I'm here right now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. August, uh, you, you did a great job uh, with the podcast, and you know, we'll we'll keep it rocking in twenty twenty one, and um, hopefully, we'll we'll just keep on the grind and you know, see where it takes us. Yeah, make some make some make some cool content. Like at the end of the day, you know, you know, enjoying what you make um and enjoying your craft is is a part of is a part of making your craft special. And then just a part of having fun too. So wherever it takes us, you know, I just I just hope we can 
kind of get better at it and, and learn something uh, while we do it. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, and all that good stuff, all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, I like this is, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much uh, done for now. Um, but yeah, and like, let me know what I can do to help also edit because I'm sure we have to like edit out some like stuff for the intermissions and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, no, this is uh, a podcast two or working title podcast two. I don't know. We're, we're still yeah, working. For sure. I'm calling a working title podcast too. Uh, but yeah, uh, good luck in 2021, everybody. I'm 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 out. Yeah, peace out, guys. Have have, have a happy uh, New Year's Day. Peace out. <laughs>